You know what that sounds means. Welcome back to Just the Tip Off, the NBA podcast that, like the Golden State Warriors, will not be going to Disney World. Damn. Really hoping to see Goofy. Oh well. That's, that's fine. It's hot. There's a lot of people. I guess COVID, there's not a lot of people. But still, normally, expensive, hot, crowded. Yeah. I'd go now. In fact, like right now is the, like, or, sorry, end of July is pretty much the only time ever. Well, I have an interest in going to Disney World. <laughs> Disney World without the NBA there? No, I don't care. Yeah, you're kind of past that age point. Before you have kids and we're, yeah, yeah. we're in that sweet spot, you're like, no, nah, not not about it. I, I, I went when I was five with my mom and my dad didn't go because he was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you, you could take off if you want. He's like, yeah, I could. Yeah, it's just, no, not, no, with, not with the vacation time. How do you go have fun with the kids? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of love you, Brad. Well, it's good to be back. Uh, we pretty much have a, basically one thing we want to go over today, and it's the startup of the season. The schedule was released for each team, uh, who they're going to be playing. We were trying to predict when it would come out, and lo and behold, three days later, boom, dropped. I don't know what they did to figure out this schedule. It's very interesting in some there's cases. There's no method of the madness, with uh-huh. the exception of... Let's get Zion in the playoffs. I think that was that's the only method of objective madness. number one. Yeah. Sam, there's not a conspiracy against the Suns. Yes, all right, there they're yes, not there making is. it. It's the NBA deep state runs deep. God damn it! Oh my god! Couldn't have just given them one of the easier schedules to shut them up. Nope, it's all rigged. Great. Uh, the I, I one of one of the funniest things I heard two years ago on a podcast was someone said uh, the Suns have the hardest schedule in the West because they're the only Western team that doesn't get to play the Suns. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a point. Yeah. So it's it's rigged against them. Yeah. How dare they. Yeah. Uh, well, of the 22 teams, we've each uh, individually broken up or drafted uh, different the, the different teams into this, these three groups, and we're going to go through today and kind of... You know, give our opinion on where they're going to fall in the playoffs. Um, you know, and the strength of schedule, how that's going to play into it. You know, depending on if they have anybody coming back from potential injury or maybe still people are still going to be out on injury. We're just going to break it down team by team today uh, and try to dedicate you know maybe like three or five minutes to each team. But yeah, let's. Uh, I'd say go ahead and get it started. Um, do you guys want to go Eastern or Western Conference first? Uh, well, we'll start at the bottom, and since it's uh, almost all Western, we'll just might as well start with the West. And start there. Speaking of the uh, the low life Suns, so let's <laughs> surprise hey. Sam drafted the Suns. So let's talk about the Suns. Uh, do we have uh, the Suns? Uh, For those interested, if you want to skip to, I'm gonna go ahead and say minute mark nine fifteen. We'll be talking about a different team. <laughs> uh, so the Suns have. Uh, do you have the pulled up of the strength schedule? I know they're yeah. bottom, the bottom half of strength. They seventh hardest. Um, but their original schedule. So they are twenty six and thirty nine right now, and they're sitting at the thirteenth seed in the West. The last Western Conference team to make it into this playoff bubble, being that they are twenty four games back from the one seed. They are only uh, well, let's do six games back from the eight seed. So they'd have to do some incredible things. They just had, they they really just had to make up two games on the eight seed to get the possible play in game, but then they'd also have to be ahead of the nine, ten, eleven seed. 
Exactly. They, their fate is not necessarily in their hands. But it is, and it isn't. But it, it's one of those things where they couldn't not invite them because not technically eliminated. Right. But uh, so it's not it's not stacked against them as much as Sam would like to say they are. Well, but but given them the seventh hardest schedule, so they play the Wizards, which is the, uh, which is pretty much their only easy game. They play. The Mavs, Clippers, Pacers, Heat, Thunder, Sixers, and Mavs again. Is that in uh, order? Sorry, Pacers yeah. okay. and both those Mavs games are winnable, though. They uh, play the Mavs twice? Yeah. That's one of the only teams I've seen play another team I've got, multiple I've got, times. I've got a lot of teams with double ups. Okay, in my scenario, there's yeah. not a lot of those. But um, So I have them going 3-5 and five with wins over the Wizards, Pacers, and splitting with the Mavs. Um, I, I think the Thunder is also a winnable game. Um, but... <clears throat> That has them leaving the that that has them out of the playoffs, which is utter bullshit. You can see I wrote it in my notes. Utter bullshit, right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, they will also be without Kelly Oubre Jr., who they originally announced that they would be back for the season, and apparently management announced that without consulting with his medical team, and then his medical team had, uh, released a separate statement saying, "No, he won't." <laughs> <laughs> That's classic sons. Yep. So good job, front office. Um. So uh, basically, if we're gonna talk about key goals, what they're hoping to experience, uh, what they're hoping is just get like some air quotes postseason experience for a young team. Of, you know, high intensity games that a lot of these uh, teams are gonna be playing. Like first these are the playoffs because a lot of more fighting for these spots. Yeah, first potential shot that Devin Booker has to make it to the actual playoffs mm-hmm. in uh, quite some time. So let's see if he can Ever. do something with that. Ever. Well, no, he has a shot to make it every season. Just, you know, until, you know... Five games in? February. He's called a legitimate February shot. when they're mathematically eliminated. <laughs> this is the latest chance he's ever had to make it to the true. playoffs. That is yeah, true. he's... Listen, this he's is also, still in the playoffs in July. This is, right? this is also the latest chance anybody in these 200 teams has had to make it in the playoffs. That's fair. So, uh, so Sam, you see the Suns... Uh, I don't think they make it. Not, not going to make what, the, the nine play Just the offhand, play what, game. how do you project their record going out of those eight games? Three and eight. Three and eight. Okay. Or three, sorry, three, three and five. five. Three and five. Three and five. Okay, that's uh, I can um, see that. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that. I also let's not discount some of the games that these teams are going to be playing, uh, like the Clippers or, or in the Phoenix's case, the Clippers or the Heat or some of these more secure teams in their seating where they may be taking this game as a. Uh, a resting game. Well, here's Maybe the Kawhi thing. might do I a mean, load management game on this one. We'll for, see. I, 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 I kind of touched on this last week. I think there's only two real teams that are in full-blown that mode, that's and that's the Lakers good. and the Bucks because they are so far ahead. Now, the other teams, maybe, you know, Clippers are only a game and a half ahead of Denver. Well, the Lakers, They probably want to keep that two seed. The Lakers are also in a weird spot where they can get the two seed. And still have home field advantage through all of it because and the only we'll, person who can take the one seed is the Clippers. And you try to tell me that any game in the Staples Center isn't a home game for the Lakers. Yeah, and we'll I don't get care. There. That's that's the that's the Lakers. And also, but, here's something that I was I just had this thought in my head as I was saying that home field advantage doesn't exist. We're all in Orlando. Exactly. Yep. Unless, exactly. who knows what it you know maybe by some within the next month we find a cure and how much does it's easily. Given even, out and even, even then, I don't think so. They've already put all this infrastructure yeah. in place. Orlando's getting paid. Yeah. Um, basically, home field advantage. I don't know. They haven't really come out with how that's going to be, you know, 
imparted onto these games because now how does seating matter? Also, you can't tell me if you let fans into Orlando that there's not going to be more Lakers fans than any other team there anyway. That's fair. That's what fair. about the Magic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Lakers okay. still. Oh, yeah, it's still Lakers. The Having the advantage of a seed is more about who you're going to be playing yeah, than where right, you're yeah. going to be playing in this scenario. Mm-hmm. So yep. um, I'm sure the Lakers would like to keep their one seed. If they slip to the two seed, that's not going to alter their stuff too much. But looking at the Suns, I think they're just trying to make it. They're just trying to get there. Uh, if they you know, have some good fortune and good luck, I could see them getting up to the 10 seed. But that's about as far as I see them going. Nathan, same kind of concur. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And, uh, uh, that's about that's about all I see for for my bottom tier team, which is the Wizards. Now they're on looking at their schedule, wait, and you, it's you don't think the Wizards are going to make the playoffs? I mean, they are. The Magic are going to go zero and eight. And just checking because dollar sixty nine is. I'd like to remind the listeners that when the Magic make the playoffs, Nathan will be paying me a dollar sixty nine. Looking at their schedule, five and a half games back. It's man. Phoenix, Brooklyn, Indiana, Philly, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, Milwaukee, Boston. Wait, wait, Phoenix and Brooklyn they are, the... are that that schedule to me seems harder than the Suns, but they are ranked tenth just hardest. below the Suns. They have the tenth hardest, so they're yeah. almost middle of the pack. And but that schedule seems harder to me than the Suns. But you're also looking at John Wall is not going to be back. Berton said he's not playing. He's a big piece and a younger player in their rotation. They've showed through how many games they've played. They've played 64 games. They've showed Bradley Beal can't do everything. Nope. We've got 64 games of proof to show that he can't do everything. And if you're losing Bertans, who's already one of your leading rebounders and scorers on an average night anyway. Bertans? Really, they're rebound? just... But I, I think for the Wizards, yeah, he said he was not playing. No, no, was he their leading rebounder? I don't know if he's a leading rebounder. It might be... Um, I uh, oh, might be man. Bryant, but it's, it probably isn't. But he, you know, he contributes, and I think I think this whole season for the Wizards was is it wasn't about this season. It's, it, it's, it's like the yeah. Nets. You're you're waiting to see what happens with John Wall. That and for sure. it, you know, I feel like we've been doing that for three years now, waiting to see where John Wall, what happens to John Wall. But Beal signed that two-year contract, so I think for the playoffs. Honestly, two and six at best. That's what I, I saw. I really as well. don't like. That's a tough schedule, and and it's also virtual. Like a lot of the East teams that they see all the time: Milwaukee, Boston, Philly. They play three of the top four teams in the East. Yeah. And the Pacers are no slouch, and New Orleans are going to be going for it. Right. And the Thunder have a seed to play for, and I think the only two games where the three games I could see, I could see Milwaukee not trying and possibly winning that maybe if Beal goes for seventy. <laughs> and Phoenix and Brooklyn, who also, you know, I have Brooklyn as well, so I'll talk about them later. But Phoenix and Brooklyn, I don't see as trying all that hard in this. They'll put up a good Phoenix show. They'll do what they can. But, uh, yeah. Yes, I, but I, it won't look like two and, two to maybe three and two yeah. and six or three and five. Yeah. Kind of uh, I'd be shocked well. if they go 500 or better. So, you know, the only way they make the playoffs is honestly if the team, if. Either Brooklyn or the Mat or Magic literally go 0 and 8, which you I never know. know. I would put past some of those teams. Yeah, someone might go 0 and 8. I think the Spurs have a darn good shot at doing it. But <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking the of the Spurs, Spurs, I think Mason, you have the uh, 
That would be Spurs. me, which they are twenty before the COVID st- uh, stopped everybody. They were twenty-seven and thirty-six, the twelfth seed in the Western Conference. Uh, the after you know they, the reschedule came out, comes out that they had the eleventh easiest strength of schedule, which is you know right on the border of eleventh hardest, eleventh easiest, basically the same middle of the pack. However, classic Spurs, middle of the pack. They are going to have a serious task in front of them if they actually want to keep that playoff streak alive. 22 seasons straight. They almost have to go 8-0 to get there. LaMarcus Aldridge has also said that he's, you know, well, he is actually he's has season-ending shoulder, yeah. shoulder surgery, so he's out. And there uh, goes your second-highest point scorer and second-highest rebounder, if not leading rebounder, depending on Pirtle. I'm not sure. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, that's chalk, um, chalk this one up to an L. Uh, Greg Popovich is gonna have to pull off he's some gonna serious lose crazy stick to to keep his streak. Yeah, I I don't know if Demar Derozan is gonna be able to do this all by himself. This will be honestly, I'm very excited to see what kind of player Demar Derozan is on his own. Because even in Toronto, he had Kyle Lowry as his second yeah. All Star, whatever. I mean, here is Rudy Gay and Jacopoto. What? It, yeah. You, yeah, what you have to look at the Spurs is, Mills. is they are half a game back of the nine. Chris Forbes. Half a game. That That's it. But there's also three teams there. So there's still a lot of battling. It's not inconceivable that they might do it. It's just knowing the injury con- hits that they've already taken and just they, the season that they've had to begin with. It's like I don't have any confidence in the, the Spurs, Spurs getting to the nine seed. The Spurs see do have the second easiest schedule in the West, remaining schedule in the West. They've what do got, they have? Uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say they are going to be playing the Nuggets. Not not in order. Uh, the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Grizzlies, uh, the Pelicans, 76ers. That, to me, is the end of their hardest games. They also play the Kings and the Jazz twice. The Jazz, I think, are a little bit up and in the air. And that's considered one of the easiest schedules? Oh, f- that is the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6... But two through five are all East teams. Yeah. East teams, yes. I mean, the Spurs don't play. They play one East team. They play the 76ers. No. That's it. And the rest of them, yeah. The the Nuggets, the Rockets. We don't know how some teams are going to be playing these, if they're going to be write-off games, if they're going to actually put their best foot forward. But even we, then, we know we you, we have to assu- yeah we have to assume that the teams that are below the eighth seed are going to be the teams who are trying the hardest because they're trying to get in the playoffs. It just makes sense. Now right. there's some inner conference battles between like three and six that could be interesting, but right. they're going to be trying, and you know maybe they they win the games they they can and they catch Denver on a bad night and they catch Philly on a night when they're not trying. I don't know, like. Crazier things have happened. I think Philly's going to be a game, uh, someone who's going to try because they're jostling for seeding, but I can see Denver taking it off because assuming the Jazz don't come out swinging, Denver's pretty much locked at the three. I think I think best case scenario for the San Antonio Spurs that I see realistically is them going 500 again. Uh, four and four, whether they, they steal a game from, I think they could split the, the series with the Utah Jazz, one and one. Um, let's say they beat out the Kings. Uh and then, you know, whether they take the Grizzlies because they're young and or, you know, a Rockets or, or uh, 76ers or the Nuggets because they catch them sleeping on one. There's their fourth win. That's what I see happening. 
at yeah. a best case scenario. Yeah. So, it, yeah. we'll I, I think I think the first two days of games. I think there's only like two on the first day, and there's like seven on the next day. That's really gonna set you know precedence for like how our Tempo. teams playing this eight game. This is this is a sprint. This is a sprint, and then it's the marathon playoffs oh, for God. the contenders. Like for some contenders, it's whatever, but for these teams, it's like it's eight games. It is all out. Like, I think. New Orleans and Memphis, these are all-out eight games. These are the hardest eight games you were going to play this season. So, it, it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll see. I, I think there'll be some good games. There'll be some, some down games. But, should we move on to uh, the next team? And the last team in our Tier 4 is the Kings. Los Kings! So I have the Kings. Uh, first thing to note is that Jabari Park and Alex Len have both tested positive for coronavirus. Now Wait, that Jabari is... Jabari Park the Kings? Yeah. That's why we were yeah. like up in arms about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't remember what. did he get traded from the Hawks? I don't, I don't know. Uh, that was in the... That got shuffled under the rug during all the trades that happened oh, at the trade deadline. That one happened as well. Um... Huh. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Honestly, no, that, yeah. honestly, they tested. They tested. <laughs> we all literally positive. wrote it. I remember us all saying Jabari Parker to the Kings. We're like, okay, now what? He hasn't been next? relevant since he was drafted in the first round of the Bucks. Yeah. Um, they tested positive now. He's he's relevant now. <laughs> <laughs> not. Not on, in a good honestly, way. honestly, not the biggest to deal if they recover quickly. Like we're still what a month out from games being played right now. Yeah. If they get tested there and it too, if anyone's tested during this bubble and during the playoffs, it's immediate two weeks isolation. So we'll see what happens in two weeks. So they may be back. They may still test positive. Who knows? But so that's kind of like the biggest thing for the Kings right now, besides the fact that their what owner or GM won't play Buddy Heald. Buddy, um, you have the three point so champion. Play him. They're they're twenty one and a half, so they're in the running for that ninth seed um schedule wise decently favorable san antonio orlando dallas new orleans brooklyn houston new orleans la so new orleans new orleans will be balling but san antonio orlando dallas brooklyn i think they may be split with new orleans i mean probably i think best case scenario they go five and three Losing to the Rockets, the Lakers, and and splitting with the Pelicans. Best case scenario, I think they go five and three, which could get them to nine. They have a seventh. I I think going five hundred in your eight games and above, going above five hundred is gonna might might be be might get you in. Five and three might get you in. Seventh easiest overall, Um, and these um, rankings, by the way, are based on their opponents win percentage uh, and then averaged out. So they're at fifty five. Point zero five eight percent the teams yeah. that they're playing and their win percentage overall. So that's kind of how we're we're ranking these um, strength of schedules. It's um, so that's the magic. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the uh, sorry the Kings. The Kings. The Kings have the third easiest. My bad. At fifty two point yeah. nine one eight um, overall. Is is total or overall? Just overall. I have them as the eighth easiest, and that's on uh, remaining strength of schedule. I mean, they, there's ESPN metric. Again, but but different. Me- they might be going off a different. Yeah. They might be judging it or calculating strength schedule a different way. I don't yeah. know. Overall, Kings very disappointing year. I think this is 
this is worse than they were last year. I think people thought they were going to be better because they've, you know, they got age. They got Bagley coming. Is he a rookie? No, he's, he, he got hurt. He got a lot of injuries. So I think just an overall well, also, disappointing year for also, the Kings. they went and hired the worst coach. Luke Walton. Luke Walton. Well, Luke Walton has zero coaching success. As, as I like, said. Perfect. As I said. When people are like, oh, he took over and went 31-0 and over the Warriors. As I said, a brick could have gone 31-0 and with the Warriors. Right. They were that good, and they can coach themselves. Like, at some point, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah. So, a coach, is, a coach is almost situational management and personality management. I'm going to judge... That's kind of a coach Luke in the NBA. Walton on these playoffs right here, because he has the potential to make the playoffs... If they win games, and granted, there has to be other outside factors that work out for them. But if they put themselves in a place to make the playoffs, I will, I will credit that more to Luke Walton's coaching than I will say to them getting Marvin Bagley Jr. back or them getting yeah. you know these well, folks because they have a legitimate shot to take you know the eight seed away. But how are they going to be coached? How is it going to show up on when when game time comes? So. This is, the, this is a make or break for, in my eyes, for Luke Walton. So I'm assuming the Sacramento Kings, along with the other, you know, real three contenders for the eight seed, are actually going to be, you know, playing. Yeah. I think, what, and you might get, you might get Bagley back. I, I really haven't heard any, I mean, it's, a lot of teams haven't really put out what their injury right. reports have been because, you know, the last time we didn't have Marvin Bagley, you know, last time you had Joel Embiid had a wrist brace on and you've got all the bunch of these players who might be back from injury now. Obviously, you know, like John Wall's not coming back and a couple of their bigger players aren't, but if he's back, it certainly helps. The season's been a wash for him. So maybe he comes back, maybe he doesn't, but uh, it's only advantageous to the Kings for him to come back. So, yeah. So right now Jabari Parker is one of the only ones in question uh, if he's going to be coming back. Uh, or not. I mean, he's got tested positive for COVID, as is Alex Lynn, but like we said before, enough time will pass between now and the start of the season that they should come back. However, it should be noted, it's kind of worth mentioning, Jabari was seen playing tennis three days after testing positive for COVID-19. Maybe the other person was also... Wasn't wearing a mask. I don't know. Wasn't really... It didn't look like he, you know, was practicing we, no we, social we distancing. We don't know if this is a public or private course Exactly. Yeah, so and if it was in his backyard, I don't or, know if he's or even if it's at a private club that he spoke with the management of and explained the situation, I'm okay with that. Public court is a little different, or court, sorry, public court is a little different, and we have no way to know. So right now, the Kings are gathering additional information to determine if Parker broke any of the NBA COVID-19 protocols, which while playing that that tennis game, uh, so they're going to you know look into that. I don't know if that's going to affect him coming back or not, but. Should that affect, should he be held out, Jabari Parker, from the Kings, do you think that plays any role in their, their comeback? If Parker comes back? If he doesn't. No. Not so, Parker. Bagley is more an effect than Parker. I'm Parker. Bagley should be coming back. Yeah, I don't think so. No. So. He, uh, he doesn't make a big enough impact, to be honest. So. All right, you hear that, Jabari? Let's see what you got. Shit. All right, up next. We, we move to... Uh, so that was our tier four, which we uh, named technically, not mathematically eliminated. Yep. We're now moving on to tier three, which is playoff contenders. So these are the people who we actually think could 
make and are in the eight and nine seats in the Eastern and Western Conference. So staying, do we want to go into the Eastern or do we want to stay with the Western? Because well, there's still more people in the West than there are in the East. Uh, I mean, it, I don't really think it matters. Let's stick with the West. Uh, you, up you, next you just want to take is, the worst schedule? Yeah. Or the worst the records? Worst record is the Pelicans, yes. Yeah. Right. Also at 28 and 36 before COVID, uh, they are... Three and a half games back from the eight seed. Sam, I believe you had the Pels. Yeah, so the Pelicans start out with two hard games at the Jazz and the Clippers. And then they go Grizzlies, Kings, Wizards, Spurs, Kings, Magic. Oh my god, they had the easiest, and that is mathematical, the easiest strength of schedule coming back. And so I have them going six and two. Um, could be five and three. I could see that Grizzlies thing being. Uh, well, I could see that Grizzly being there, but honestly, I don't see a scenario where the Pelicans don't make the play-in game, and I think they will beat the Grizzlies in uh, the play-in game. I'm this, very excited to see that. I, when the schedules first came out, first thing like I looked at saw was, look how easy the Pelicans' schedule is. Look how hard the Grizzlies is comparatively. And yes, for the rest of the regular season, not this eight-game you know, play in, whatever, the Pelicans did have an easier schedule and the Grizzlies did have one of the hardest schedules remaining. That is a fact, but I'm not sure if they were to the degree of the, the sure, ease sure of Zion's, this and the difficulty sure of this. the NBA is not just trying to make Zion make oh, that's a, league? Oh, they're trying to put Zion in the playoffs because right. then they get a Zion and a LeBron first. Well, especially because then it'll be, exactly, then it'll be the eighth seed where he plays Lakers with where LeBron is. And it's come and out, some Andy reports Davis. have said, saying, you know, it would be great to see that Larry Bird, Michael Jordan rookie year matchup like they did in the first series tonight in uh, oh, between John for 86. Between John and... Zion, or? Zion and LeBron, if they do in fact make it that way. But yeah. what were you saying, Sam? Um, so, <clears throat> but also, sorry, the the matchup between the New Orleans Pelicans and AD. That's also a fun storyline right. to see that true. matchup. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's got a lot of the drama built up to it. So that NBA would just love, as a business, would love to see that. And don't get me wrong, it'd be a fun series. But realistically, the the I'll call it a success for the Pelicans if they take it to five. Yeah. Right? Like, the Lakers are clearly a better team. Uh, one interesting thing about the Pelicans, that if I was the Lakers, I wouldn't want to play them in the first round especially. The Pelicans are second in the league in pace. Pelicans are a fast team. Now, I don't think that's a problem for the Lakers, but that's not who you want to play in the first round because that wears you out. It wears them down. Yeah. Um, anybody can beat anybody, so don't right? don't. So, may- maybe, I don't know, maybe the Lakers they, see that... You know, they have the 14th, that, uh, that they're the 18th, uh, 18th defensive uh, rating, 15th uh, offensive rating. So they're, you know, pretty average team. Um, a lot of youth on that team. Uh, I am really excited. I do not see a scenario where they don't make at least the play-in game. And I think they'll beat the Grizzlies. And that's pretty much, in my mind, a done deal, barring injury. Think they can beat the Grizzlies twice, yep. two times in a row. Uh, it'll be three. It'll be three times because they play them in the regular season too. True. They play. Well, the New Orleans Pelicans only play the Grizzlies one time. Yeah, but if they if, if they became, if they were in the ninth, then oh, they play them twice. See, Remember, they still have to be within four games. Right. That for this ninth seed to be a thing, that team has to be within four games. That is much but, more likely in the West, considering. Well, I mean, it's it's three and a half right now, and in the East, it. 
In the East, it's five and a half. So right. the Wizards actually have ground to make up. The other teams have to at least stay afloat in that ninth seed play in will be in effect. But right. so so here's my question is you so it's three and a half right now. You had the Grizzlies, right, uh, Nathan? Mm-hmm. Do you have them going better than six and two? Six and two. They're going to be playing It's It's possible, not probable. I think five hundred is yeah. at this probably the best Which, way to go. I, I, I have three possible. six and two, maybe five and three if the Grizzlies can sweep gotta win. But I don't see them losing to the Kings, Wizards, Spurs, Kings, or Magic when they're play to get in. You're so. talking about the Pelicans? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at the Memphis schedule and who they have to play, and I don't – I see them playing the, the Trailblazers and the Spurs, which are both teams that are theoretically fighting to get uh, in. I, I, see, uh, I, I see two, two – two, the two, two winnable games are Portland-San Antonio, and I see three 50-50 games, and that's New Orleans, Utah, and Oklahoma City. Honestly, yeah. the Clippers might, quote, load manage against the um, – might load manage against the uh, Pelicans. You think they would do it that early though? They'd have to be smart games? about that. Well, the ideal scenario, and I don't mean to cut you off here, but the Clippers were to have the grit would have the Pelicans get to that eight seat to face the Lakers, so that the Lakers you. would then thank be you for tired making the point them. I was about to make. That was I just yes, more eloquently. Yes, but would you also? I guess you could take that game off and play everyone else the other games, but you also need all these players to get their legs back, right? Like they need. To get back in the flow of things, so while I think load managing and you know resting players is going to be a thing, I also think that they're gonna need a little bit of time to get back into it. And take the Lakers, they're gonna add, looks like they're adding J.R. Smith because Avery Bradley isn't playing. I know he's got chemistry with LeBron, but nobody else. Like for some of these teams, you have picked up free agents because certain players aren't playing in this in this in the playoffs now. You might need to. Relearn the playbook. Well, Learn also, to play with each other. Like that that's still something that needs to happen. These players haven't played three, four months. They're oh, gonna oh, need to get back. Also get the back Clippers, you're talking playing. about load management. The Clippers might be actively trying to lose because right now in the two seed you're playing the Mavericks. Uh if you get down to the three seed, you're playing the Rockets. If you get to the uh four or five seed, you can get down and start playing Jazz, Thunder. I'd much rather play the Jazz, Thunder, or debatably Nuggets than the Mavericks or the Rockets. Yeah. Honestly, uh, well, the Ma- okay, now. so the Mavericks, we're not there yet. We'll yep. talk to we'll about them. We'll get there when we get there. But I'm not, I'm not sold on them for now. But moving on from, okay, so closing off the Pelicans, they're going to be the team to, to realistically watch mm-hmm. um, to, to face off against the Grizzlies. I, I, th- I think them and the next Western Conference team, which I believe Sam also has, Portland Trailblazers. Portland Trailblazers. I believe you have them as well. Um, yeah. So I have the Portland Trailblazers. 29 and 37, 21 and a half games. Or 21 back one, three and a half back of Memphis. Same position as the Pelicans right now. Yeah, they've got a hard schedule. I have them going three and five or two and six. They play the Grizzlies, but then Rockets, or Celtics, Rockets, Nuggets, Clippers, 76ers, Mavs, and end with the Here's Mavs. the deal breaker for the, Pel- for the Blazers, I think. Where's Yusuf Nurkic? And where is... Nurkic will be back. Um, um, what's it? Zach Collins. Zach Collins. What's going on? Trevor Reza is not playing. Trevor Reza, Trevor Reza, not Reza is not playing. What Collins is... is not playing. Uh, Nurkic should be back. Collins is still no. Collins really? is still no. Really? He's been out for a while. Yeah. 
Okay, I I, I thought that really? those were that the Collins two. Is still no. Still I thought those would be obviously a reason not playing Hurts, but I think having Nurkic and Collins back were going to be the two. If the both of them were back, I would like Portland's chances a lot more. That being said, Dame can go full Dame mode for ten for eight games and start dropping fifty bombs a night. And but, that's, but we've also watched Dame drop a fifty bomb and lose. I agree, but um, we've also seen him. Yeah. Tear up the second half of the schedule. Zach Collins is coming back. Nurkic is coming back. Ariza's out, and Rodney Hood is out. So they're they're ready. Well, because Hood out too. Achilles. Yeah, but Trevor Ariza and Rodney Hood are the only two who are. Zach Collins coming back? Out. Yes. Okay. I saw that he was uh, questionable uh, with uh, questionable and not likely. So I called that out. Seeing the Damon Ian Lillard interview uh, between Jalen Rose and so I forget who else, but uh, Damon Lillard was very much um, excited for this playoff, you know, experience because they're gonna have Yusuf Nurkic back and Zach Collins back. He's there. Looks much, like they need some wing help though now. They yeah, it's, because they don't have CJ McCollum got to step the shit or up. No hood. Or hood. And the Lakers took Jared Smith. Who's left? Uh, I, I, literally don't. I don't think you can sign replacement players to injured players. I think you can only sign replacement players to ones who opt out of the bubble. Ariza well, might be Ariza the one you're able, right? And so, and so you can you can sign for Ariza, but not for not the, for no no you're you're yeah. correct. So I think they have one spot that they could theoretically make a addition. Who would you make as that addition in an ideal scenario? I don't even know who's available. That's the issue. You just could get Jamal Crawford. No. Could get no. uh, Frank Nilakina or not Nilakina, sorry, um, Alonzo Trier. They just got waived from the New York Knicks. Yeah, um, it's possible. I think we'll see some moves as uh, players. You could get Mike Miller. Decisions. He's been pulling for uh, for somebody, or you could get Swaggy P. Honestly, yeah, I think Nick Young might. Uh, it had to do with conditioning. Nick Young might be your best bet. He fits the mold of the player you want to replace Rodney Hood. Seen him working out with Lethal Shooter. He's not. Right. He's not opposed. He threw out a, his bid to the Lakers, saying, "All right, come on, let's do it." After Avery Bradley dropped dropped out, but right. which <laughs> that's a probably big, a big loss move. for the Lakers, but, in my opinion. Um, but Portland Trailblazers, their strength of schedule coming back. What was it? Um, they are. The fifth hardest. Yeah. So that's going to be tough. Uh, they play the, in no order again, Celtics, the Nets, which is a possible win the game. Do you want them in order? Yeah, let's do that. The Grizzlies, Celtics, Rockets, Nuggets, Clippers, 76ers, Mavericks, Nets. I have them losing all games except for, I think the uh, Grizzlies and 76ers are both winnable. I gave them one of those two and then probably beat the Nets. Okay. Um, because Nathan, you with the Nets, is Kyrie going into the bubble or not? Because Kyrie was fighting the bubble. That and yeah, mm-hmm. that's that with was Kyrie my not thing. In the bubble, they're they're that, going that and the, that that was my thing with the Nets, and we'll get I'll get to that. But Are Kyrie's decision is huge. Is it though? Because they also lost Wilson Chandler. This um, is true. They did sign somebody else. So we'll we'll see. That that's what I'll I'll talk about the Nets when we get there. But yeah, I I that's why I said the two teams I really see like. Pure hopelessness are the Spurs and the Nets. So, but the Nets are pretty solidly kind of in the seventh seed. I don't think they're really going anywhere. They could drop down. Actually, they could drop down and have to play the playing game. I don't know it. But that one's going to be an interesting one to watch. We'll see how Damian Lillard comes back. CJ McCollum's got to step his ass up. 
Um, again, it's gonna it's gonna be dependent on what some other teams do and how much effort they're putting forth. Go, so go, going into it, they're the tenth ranked offense, but the twenty seventh ranked defense, and they're losing Ariza. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but, they, but they haven't had Nurkic or Collins the entire yeah. year. So, so that plays into their... I think it's a crapshoot with the, the Blazers. They could be a dark horse for sure if things come back and they just click. So that's that's a team to watch. Um, moving on from okay. them. We're, we're, we're gonna, we'll get a... The Grizzlies, I believe, are up next. Gri- yeah, we can go. Or we could go into the Magic. If we well, then that's Sam again. So yeah, let's, let's give Sam, <laughs> Sam, Sam a, a minute. So Grizzlies... Um, are in the eighth seed right now. Again, three and a half games up on the onlookers of the Pelicans, the Kings, and the Blazers. Break has actually probably been pretty kind to them because they're going to get a little more healthy. Um, Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. both were dealing with some injuries right before the break. So they're going to get them healthy. I saw that Jaron Jackson is ready to go whenever and wherever um, to play. So that's big for them. Again, they had the hard, one of the hardest schedules coming down the normal regular season, and the Pelicans were closing in, and it's been a storyline. And clearly the eight-game schedule has also reflected that. They've got Portland, San Antonio, New Orleans, Utah, Oklahoma City, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee. And as I said earlier, I think Portland and San Antonio are winnable. And I think the 50-50 games are New Orleans, Utah, and Oklahoma City. I Six think hardest. Toronto and Boston are hard to beat. Maybe you catch Milwaukee. It's the final game of the eight. Maybe you catch them on a night where they don't care. And maybe you win that game. I mean, and, and that, I mean, that is when, like, Giannis and Chris Middleton are not playing. And you need both of them to not play to have a chance to win that game. And, and that's going to be an and, interesting thing to see as well, to see if then. people exactly. are allowed to load manage during these eight games. Which, again, you can always say somebody's got a knee injury that they're nursing. They don't want to take exactly. off. But if they specifically come out and do the Kawhi Leonard, we're load managing this player. I don't. Is that going to be? You know how many people might pull a hamstring from being not ready to be? I don't think the league will step in and stop load management here. Um, it's that like I think 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 about yeah think about what bad optics it would be for the league if they basically make a stand saying no load management and then someone get like a star player gets hurt. Yeah. Right. And so you know in the regular season that's one thing, but in Eight games. What would you do if they make Giannis play all eight games and he gets hurt? Mm. Right. I hate to see that. Yeah. Or Kawhi or LeBron or any of these players who are on lo- star players on locked-in teams. And so even if they, you know, have to play all eight games, I can see Giannis getting eleven minutes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I think the Grizzlies have a. I think have a pretty good shot based on Portland's schedule being a little more difficult as well as. Um, the Kings, to stay at least in that top nine. Um, whether or not the Pelicans are able to catch them and be the eighth seed is another thing. I think it'd be highly advantageous for them to keep the eighth seed. Um, so I, I think it's years. a toss-up. I mean, I, I could see them be, I see them falling to the nine and not making it in the playoffs. I can see them being the eight and not making it. I can also see them being the eight and winning if they are the nine, I do not think they are winning. They will not be if they fall to the nine seed. They will not be in the playoffs. Right, that'll be They're, tough. They, it's gonna be tough to beat the Pelicans twice. Right, they have to be the eight if they want to have a chance. I just don't. I'll, do you think that they have a deeper bench than the Pelicans? No. No. Okay. Do you not? Do you? I I don't think they do either. But I mean, it's just one of those things. Do you think that the bench is gonna pull it up? Because that's that's honestly gonna be it. 
Well, I especially think, against a game team, I think the Pelicans have more depth, and with them being such a fast team, you can't play your starters I, I don't know, it's, that many minutes I mean, you on got, a team where you're going to have. Game. I think you're going to have Winslow back. He's going to be playing now. and Which, I, mean, I don't even think he's fully vibed with the whole Grizzlies setup yet. I don't think he played. He hasn't played a game for him yet. So, then, yeah, so I don't know, but, but you get him. So We'll see. I think the Grizzlies will be in an 8-9 playoff game, yeah. playoff series, with who is probably the Pelicans still to be determined. Odds are stacked against the Grizzlies in my mind for this, but regardless of what happens, Yamaran's still getting ROT. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We move on to the Magic. Sam, I right. believe you have... So, the Magic, um, they have a fairly easy schedule left going. Nets, Kings, Pacers, Raptors, Sixers, Celtics, Nets, Pelicans. I have them going between 2 and 6 and 4 and 4 there. Um, I With possible wins at the Nets, Kings, uh, Pacers, and Nets again. Um, again, I'm going off of not knowing if Kyrie's there. I think they beat the Nets twice with no Kyrie. However, big injuries. Alfred Camino's out. Not a big loss. John Isaac is questionable. He's very, he's a huge defensive presence and a good part of the defense. And most importantly, Evan Fournier, their second leading scorer, is mm. officially out. Yeah. And so I think that the Magic are going to play well through these eight games to lock up the eighth seed and hopefully stay more than four games ahead of the Wizards. Or even then, I think they could beat the Wizards one out of two. And then... Walk into the buzzsaw and get swept by the Bucks as the eight seed. Um, just two years in a row, just getting right. fucking hammered. Right. God, that would suck. Um, but uh, most importantly, when they make the playoffs, Nathan will be paying me a dollar and sixty nine cents. I don't know if our listeners are heard we, about we that. We done yet. with magic. We don't. <laughs> can I talk about the Nets now? Because um, actually, something well, big so came the, up so there's with one, the Nets for the, the last twenty minutes. There's one player. We'll get to that in a second. There's one player who I think might actually be an X factor, and you guys might laugh at me because he's been sort of written off a lot. Twenty bucks says he uh, says fuck like Markel Fultz. Yeah, I was gonna say Markel Fultz. <laughs> uh, like, what if Markel Fultz comes and what if Markel Fultz comes out and starts falling out? He, we've been waiting, man, right. two years, and he honestly, it it came from what, everything I've read. It came down to a yips issue. That like he could, and he's now had several months off. Maybe he's seen a sports psychiatrist. Maybe not. Maybe he sucks. But Markel Fultz could be the X factor. You still got Vooch. You still got Terrence Ross. You still got Aaron Gordon. It's a fun young team. That's what makes it so difficult to see what they're gonna do with it because they have such potential. But if it just doesn't work, you gotta mm-hmm. blow that team up. Aaron Gordon, good player, but is he gonna be what they need? Vucevic, great solid center. Is he gonna be what they need? Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac, Isaac, great defensive presence, not going to be there. Mo Bonham, so many questions about him. The Magic are one of those up-in-the-air teams that could either be a boom or a bust. Right. And who the fuck knows? They, they need to commit to the they need to commit to the now or the rebuild. But they're just it one seems or the like other. They're happy being an okay team. They are the eight seed from here until right. All their players are gone. I, mm-hmm. I just don't know anything more about they the Magic. They're the ninth great. They are the ninth best defense by defensive rating, but the twenty fourth best offense by offensive rating, and that was with Evan Fournier, who will who will not be there. Theoretically, they should have the most advantage. They're playing at their home court, technically. Well, but no, Ish. no they're not playing no at Am, um, Air. Uh, what is it? It's a plane. Who sponsors that stadium? American Airlines. <laughs> no, that's um. It's not Delta. Uh, no, I forget. Anyway, 
Regardless, I'm just saying the magic. But, but what, what, what did you have them going as? Uh, uh, I have them going between two and six and four and four. Um, Hear that? Oh, eight Wizards are making the playoffs, baby. <laughs> Sam owes me. Guess what? A dollar sixty-nine, people. Woo-hoo. Even if they go zero and eight, and the Wizards go eight and zero, the Wizards will move to the eight seed. The Magic will move to the nine seed, and they still have to play it. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> two games. Yeah. So we'll see. That would be a fun. Honestly, that would make the East so much more interesting to watch. So that's about right. the most interesting Let's get to the Next up I, in the... I saw something about Spencer Dinwiddie as yep. you were looking at it, but I don't know So, Nets are positive. only a half a game above yeah. the Magic. So, the Nets, Kyrie came out when I'm said he wasn't... He didn't, think, he didn't think the NBA should play, didn't think it was safe, and he was the one who led, I think it was like a FaceTime of 60 NBA players who were all questioning the safety of this bubble... Um, so his status is up in the air. Wilson Chandler is a no. He said he's opting out for me with family. They did sign guard Tyler Johnson, um, formerly of the Suns in the Heat. And as of 20 minutes ago, Spencer Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie tested positive for COVID, and he is unsure. He reveals that he got tested yeah, positive. And yeah. he is unsure on restart after a positive test. So... That, I think, is more of a big deal than Kyrie playing if you, or not. If you move Kyrie or Dinwiddie, I don't care which one. No matter what. If you lose one, you're done. Because then all you got is... I wouldn't be so sure. For I mean, Kyrie Irving, they played almost all of uh, last season without Kyrie Irving. Okay, so, so if Kyrie's out and Dinwiddie's in, they also D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. So I, I, I don't I think... I really... I just... I don't Dinwiddie think... and Karis LeVert, I think, could be... The the guys to sustain them through those eight games. Right. They're, Long they're, term, no. I think, well, I think they're losing first round. Yeah. No, no Kyrie, no You chance. know what, Sam? We didn't even think of a scenario when the Wizards and the Magic make the playoffs. Because that's possible because the Nets are only half a game up yeah. on the Magic. We didn't yeah. even think about that. Well, wait, if that so happens, the, Mason, you owe both of us $1.69. Uh-uh, uh-uh. The bet was that the Magic will make <laughs> yeah, the playoffs. The bet said the Magic make the playoffs. That was it. The Magic, it, yeah. I have it written down. The Magic I don't, I don't, will make I don't the care if the Wizards make it. The bet is that the Magic right. make the playoffs. Well, the Nets play Orlando, hey, Washington, <laughs> Orlando, Washington, Milwaukee, Boston, Sacramento, L.A., Orlando, Portland. So one, two, three, four, five winnable games, assuming you have a roster that's intact. If you have Kyrie and Dinwiddie, then I think you got a darn good shot at a lot of these games. If you don't, you only have one. And if you have neither of them, I 0-8. Yeah. If you don't have Dinwiddie and Kyrie Irving, and all you really have on that team is Karis LeVert to run an offense and be a playmaker, you're going 0-8. And, and the, it's, it's, it's without Wilson Chandler, too, who, like, not that he's a huge player, but he, he's a role player. He does you're, his part. Yeah, it's... That's what I think. The, Jared, the, the Jared Allen, Garrett Temple, no. DeAndre Jordan, Joe Harris, the Tarion Prince. This does not make it a completed team. No, you together with Kyrie and Durant, that's a freaking great team. Right. You got a ton of solid role players there, but solid role players aren't going to win you so, playoff games. So what's gonna what's gonna be a big key for them is knowing who they're going to have going into this these eight games. If it's going to be up in the air, up until the start of the games, I think that's going to Which really he, hurt them. Honestly, why do I feel like Kyrie's going to be up in the air? Right, I right think until he would. time. 100%. If he comes out and says, I'm not playing, and Spencer Dinwiddie says, okay, I'm not playing, 
that's too definite. Okay, we need some shooters. We need some guys who are going to go out and get buckets. Just shoot it. Shoot at will turned on because that's a big problem that's happened with these superstar players and coming into these teams where there's guys who can score, but now they have a new guy coming in who's the bucket getter. If you know that that guy's not going to be there and you're telling me I can just shoot when I need to shoot, that takes off so much pressure. Right. So that's the best chance for the Nets to stay in the playoffs is to know who's going to be there at the start yeah. of the game time. The perfect example of that is when a player like Rodney Hood goes into a team like Portland, which granted he came from Cleveland before that ball. He was in Utah. Rodney Hood was supposed to be the man in Utah, and it didn't really work because he's not a star player. Right. But it's one of those things where you get those players who are absolute bucket getters, and I think players like that should be an off-the-bench presence, which is like, all right. Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson's a perfect example. Lou Williams. Lou fucking will. Lou Williams. Do you remember Lou Williams in Houston? Me neither. Didn't matter because Harden was there. Remember him in Toronto? Remember him in all the, like, six other places? Right. But then, uh, it's one of those things where a lot of these second unit guys, if they know for sure that they're going to be the guy they can start preparing for, I'm looking at the uh, Nets roster right now. Let's let's run a scenario in our heads where uh, Kyrie and Dinwiddie aren't there. I assume you're going to pick up at least some sort of backup point guard off the... Tyler Johnson. Jamal Crawford, baby, let's do it! Get him back in the league. And so, um, but starting lineup... So, I'm just going to skip over the point guard, because that's the hard one. Levert, Harris. They do have a speedy guy. Harris. Prince Allen. You're putting Prince at the four? Or Harris at the four. You're not putting Kuroks at the four? Yeah, it don't matter. four. It don't matter. Yeah, and then... uh, then Tyler Johnson's your guard. My guess is Jordan will will help. uh, Jordan will start. uh, Allen will come off the bench, but they'll basically split minutes at the five. But... The problem with those bigs is neither of them can play the four. Nope. Um, that's no. true. That's true. They may be in that. The Nets actually have a pretty cool defensive scheme where they play a two bigs. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's a dumbed down version of the Bucks. Sh- let them shoot the three. Uh, just protect the paint at all costs. Method. It's not, it's not let them shoot the three. It's yeah. Run them off the three and protect the paint. Let them shoot the mid range. Uh, they're pretty. They they have one of the lowest. Uh, percentage of you know letting so, people shoot the three point. Yes, but they do scouting and they only let certain. The players. right, they only yeah, let yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the worst players. Right, right. They try to make sure whoever yeah, yeah. is the worst three point shooter makes yeah, yeah. the three point uh, shots. I, I'm I'm with you now. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a dumbed down version of the the Bucks, but like, it's more strategic in that sense. So I forget what's I can't remember what their coach's name is, but um, who. Nets. The, the Nets. Well, it's, they fired Kenny Atkinson, right. so it's, it's nobody. It's, 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 yeah. They have a coach. Well, it's, I think it's But he still has the same processes still in the players' minds. That's still kind of what they're – until they're told otherwise, which maybe they are in this offseason. Right. Who knows? But right. that, before all this shit happened, that's kind of what they were running, which was giving them pretty good results. They're a tough end defense. They're definitely a tough end defense. However, going into these new you know scenarios where so many things are up in the air – I think they have so much to lose if they don't, you know, solidify what they're going to be, who's going to be the shooter, Would who's going to be the defender. No, no. Um, you because put, they have a couple That's why options. they picked up Tyler Johnson. They picked up Tyler Johnson. Uh, they they also have Tyler Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Okay. They also have this other guy. I can't remember his name, but he's kind of speedy. It's Chris something. Chris C. Uh, pull it up. Chris so we, we've, we've been so talking about a shitty Nets team for too long. They, He's a I 5'11 think, point guard. Yeah, they have a... <laughs> we have 13 other teams we got to talk about still. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. 
They've got so much up in the air because Kyrie Irving and Spencer Dinwiddie are, in my mind, a little bit more dramatic than they need to be. They need to solidify what's going to happen in the next four weeks and then go from there. Are you going to be a playoff contender? Yes or no? Do you want these people to play? Yes or no? Well, the other weird thing that this team's in the position of is it felt like from day one of the season that they said, all right, Kevin Durant's back next year. We start Karen next year. Yep. Right? Yep. (laughs) And this season's almost a write-off, and they might just be trying to spoil some seasons for others. And, And frankly, if they don't make the playoffs and get a better draft pick, all the better. Okay. I think at this point, they have to make the playoffs because the Wizards can't, right? Yep. <laughs> like, but, you know. Own eight going to be shit. Uh, Next so team, Pacers yeah. <laughs> or Thunder. I don't care who. I've got them both, so no Pick worries. Um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the Pacers first. There's a little bit less to talk about with them. Uh, before pre-COVID, 39-26, and 26, fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, looking at their strength of schedule coming into this uh, uh, bubble scenario, they have the 10th easiest schedule, which they're right on the other cusp of having a, you know, they're, they're in the middle of the pack, basically. Um, the, the detriments for their team, Jeremy Lamb is still going to be out. He's not coming back. Another possible detriment would be Victor Oladipo. Still not. Oladipo. He's not 100%. He's not, he wasn't the Victor Oladipo we've known when he came back. Is this slowdown and the ramp up going to affect his health in any way? Is he going to hold off uh, coming back until next season? These are still some questions that we're facing at this time. The Pacers have uh, a relatively reasonable schedule. Uh, they're going to, in no particular order, going to be playing. Uh, There we go. Uh, the Rockets, the Lakers, the Heat twice, uh, the Magic, the 76ers, the Suns, and the Wizards. So three pretty winnable pretty games. Schedule. The Heat, I think, are going to be a very difficult component because the uh, Pacers are in somewhat of a position to maybe make a move. They are 14 games back from the one seed, but more realistically, they are tied with the 76ers at four games back. Or sorry, 14 games back. And they are two games back from the Heat. Uh, so theoretically, they could move around from between, I think, ideally the four, six, maybe even the seven seed if things go really bad. Well, the seven seed would require the Nets to win a lot, which we just talked about not having. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> realistically, the six and... Probably up to the four. I don't think they can make the three with Boston. Yeah. So they're, they're basically playing within the Heat, the Pacers, and the 76ers. Those, those are their components. And they're playing... The Heat twice and the 76ers. So those those are going to be some good games to watch. I, I think, especially with at the four or five, since there's no such thing as home court advantage, pretty much. Um, I think the Heat might go. I think depending on how the Sixers come out of the gate, the Sixers and the Pacers are going to be fighting for the five or six. But once if the Heat can come out strong and lock up the lock up the not six, they might just. Who cares? We'll be four or five. It's the same either way. Yeah. Right? I could see the Heat making a serious run, being at their semi- somewhat close to home. Yeah. Also, they play pretty – well, actually, it's the Heat and the 76ers who kind of don't play well on the road. 
but being that the Heat are somewhat in the same range, I think they've got a better chance than the 76ers. Um, but that's, you know, the Pacers are... I, I also like I like the way that... So the, the, I'll turn the, the, get the, bullied, the, man. the Sixers are built to beat the Bucks. The Heat are built to beat every other team in the East. Yeah, and the Pacers are there... To try to make an effort. The, the Miles Turner, he's going to get bullied by Joel. He might hold his own against Bam Adebayo and Hassan. I don't know Hassan's not on that team anymore. Um, the, who the, else did the Heat have big man-wise besides big man Bam? Was, um, Olenek. Olenek. Kelly Olenek. Yeah, they run small ball a lot. Yeah. They, they run Bam at the five, even though he's probably a true four. And I'm going to be tuning in. Jimmy yet. Butler versus TJ Warren. Or no, not T.J. Warren. Yeah, um, it's T.J. Warren. It is T.J. Warren. Yeah. That is what I want to see. That was going to be a matchup that was I would have almost gotten hotel. tickets. Yes. It's a fact. They're staying in the same hotel. So for those of you who are not aware, um, there was a game between Heat and the Pacers back in January or February, I can't remember, uh, where Jimmy Butler was getting pushed up on by T.J. Warren, who was trying to like flex on him and say, I'm the best in here. What are you going to do about it? And G- Jimmy Butler's like, dude, who the f- are you? Like... Apparently he said something about his mom, and that's what Jimmy took offense to. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's not having that shit, and so he went on, and you know, uh, T.J. Warren ended up getting ejected, and Jimmy Butler's like, "All right, I'll see. You. Let's let's that match after the post game interview. He's like, "All right, that matchup in March is gonna be fucking great." March twenty right. sixth, didn't get to see that matchup. Was it the twenty sixth, twenty first? Was when the matchup was gonna be. Yeah. Was it twenty sixth? I thought it was twenty first. Regardless, it didn't happen. So. I'm, I'm hoping they keep holding those grudges because that's going to make for a great matchup both times. So keep your eyes on Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren. Something might happen. Right. Just one quick step before we move on from the Pacers. Uh, 18th ranked offense, which is you know very middle of the pack, but 7th ranked defense in the league. And so when, when you're looking at teams, they are going to – they're also – but they are – 23rd in pace, so they will be slow, low-scoring games for the Pacers. Yep, I see that. And the 76ers will benefit from that. Heat will benefit from mm-hmm. that. Pacers, I don't see going more than 500. So I think they're going to drop to the 6th seed. Thunder. Moving on to the Thunder. Thunder currently at the 5th seed in the West. West, tied with the Rockets at 40, 40 and 24. And 24. I'm excited um, about this. this they are uh, they're the surprise team of yeah. the Western I Conference did, I did not think they'd for make the sure. This year at the beginning of the season, all, all on it. No, Everybody. Uh, why didn't they make the playoffs? Much less be, be a fourteen. Seed. Much less be a five seed and locked for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, they're making the playoffs. That's given. But how hard is it going to be for them to stay where they're at? I'm I'm a little bit more concerned about that. They've what, what's got their schedule look like. It's the ninth hardest, so not necessarily the worst, but still not an easy schedule. They're going to be playing uh, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Grizzlies, the Heat, the Suns, the Jazz, and the Wizards. So that's that's a tough first five six games. Those aren't all in five order. Uh, but okay, well the first five you listed off aren't aren't walk aren't cakewalks. Exactly. The Nuggets don't count them out. They're they've got some serious firepower. The Lakers and the Clippers, both number one and two seed. That's just tough. But and then you've got the fighting for their life Grizzlies and then the Heat are just a tough team in general, so you can't count them out. The again Utah, it's unknown how well they're gonna do right now, but still not a not a gimme. 
And then you've got the Suns and the Wizards. So the, OKC has a deceptively very hard schedule in my mind coming it, up. It, it is <clears throat> unless the Lakers and Clippers use them as a load management. Okay. Well, it is a great spot for the Lakers and the Clippers to be in to be able to, to make that Honestly. choice. Honestly, um, the Lakers and Clippers, the Clippers might have to fight to lock up a two because Denver might be on their heels. Mm-hmm. But the Lakers are in a position where it'd be almost impossible for them to end up a three. And so when you're locked at a one or a two, it, you're playing the same people, right? Right. Um, but I, I think that realistically the Thunder could go – Best, 500. Five and three, maybe. Five and three, potentially, you know, pull off another couple of upsets like they were doing this whole season. Right. Uh, at worst, they could, you know, could potentially go three and three and five, maybe two and two and six if things really get out of hand. They lose one of those easy games. Be, I think the Rockets are going to be clipping their heels. I think Rockets won out of the six seed. Yeah. That's, right. I, I, I can I, see I, that. What, what's the game different here? I got to pull it up. If they're, yeah, tied. they're tied. They're tied. They're tied. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I think the Thunder have the head-to-head right now, right? That's what exactly. But they don't play each other again. Right. And so the Rockets have to get a definitively better schedule. So that's going to be uh, – yeah. I've got the Rockets again, so we'll, we'll go – we'll be back. So we are, uh, we are on to the next tier. Tier 2, that is championship contenders. And um, the highest seed the, we have the right Mavs. now is Sam. The, the Mavs are the lowest. Sorry, yes. the, the lowest. If you want to so talk the about the Mavs. are actually a team I'm very excited about. I took them very early when we drafted Lucas two. Fat! I'm sorry, I said that out loud. Uh, um, so the, yeah, Mavs, the Mavs have uh, Rockets, Suns, Kings, Clippers, Bucks, Jazz, Blazers, Suns again. So I have them going 6-2, and two, losing only to Clippers and Bucks. The Rockets are the one where I could see them losing, but I don't think they're losing to the Suns, Blazers, Kings... I guess Jazz maybe, but I don't think they lose to the Rockets or the Jazz. Yeah, they've got a pretty somewhat easy schedule. Right. Um, they're, they're not going to have Willie Cauley-Stein. Boo-hoo. Um, here is why I'm so excited about the uh, Mavericks. They are going to have to fuck up something real fierce to not be the best offense of all time. They have an offensive rating of 116.7. It's 116.7 points per 100 possessions. The next closest is 115.9. It's probably the Warriors. It's the 18-19 Warriors. And the next closest behind that is 115.6. No, that's the 87 Lakers. Pretty good company to be in. 16-17. They're tied with... Sorry, the Warriors and the 87 Lakers are tied. But... They are almost a full point up on second place, and 15, uh, 115.9 is second place, and 115.1 is tenth place. The gap between uh, second and tenth is as big as their gap between uh, to second. Wow. So they got some some leeway. And so you know the Dallas Mavericks, you know they are. But well, of those teams, are they the how many games? So. Go back to that basketball reference phase that you were just on. Yep. That's what we use a lot of our um, referencing for, basketball reference. Check right. them out. They're awesome. This shows them playing uh, 67 games, yep. winning 40 of the 27. They're, they're, they're going 40 and 27. Yeah. So all these other teams have gone 82 games. They are a, a serious contender for being one of the most offensive, best offensive teams right. of all time. They're, they're currently with a low average defense. 
They're the 17th best defense in the league, so they're below average defense. And losing, was it Dwight Powell? Mm-hmm. Losing Dwight yes. Powell does not help. Right. Maxi Kleba, hopefully he can step Maxi, up. And, they're, they're two serviceable bigs right now are Kristaps and Maxi Kleba. Yeah. Because they're, uh, Willie Cauley-Stein will not come, and Dwight Powell is gone. So, is this going to be a let's do our best in this so, eight-game bubble and then see where things go kind of thing? I don't see them going super hard. I think these eight games are going to be kind of right. like run-up game, run-ups. And they're just going to be like, let's get back in shape and figure this out. And there's also a whole game and a half between them and the Rockets. And I think the Rockets are going to come out swinging. So I think they're the seventh seed. So I think they play the Clippers. But I think I think the Clippers will ultimately win. I think they could take the Clippers to six or seven. They would not make the ETO. Yeah. That's a hard first-round matchup. I think if I were the Clippers, I'd rather play the Thunder, the Rockets, than the Mavericks in the first round. I might tank to third. I'd still go with... Playing the rookie or, or the sophomore right. than playing um, the Rockets or the Thunder because they had more experience. Yeah, maybe. So in, in my mind, the Clippers try to play the, the Mavericks. The Mavericks try to move, or I guess just really just do your best, forget the rest, really, because that's not. No, the, Maver- the Mavericks will be your seventh seed. Good yeah. But uh, yeah, I have them projected to go six and two. With. Or the Mavs could go up to the six seed Thunder House, somehow stay on the five seed, and uh, well, they'd still that, that, that would still on the Rockets giving up a game and a half. Yeah, which you know if the Rockets go five hundred and the Mavs go six and two, and also I have them losing to the Bucks and Clippers, and they play the Bucks in the second half. The Bucks could be load managing by then, mm-hmm. right? So you know if, they, if the Bucks sit Giannis, the Mavericks win. Yeah, right. Theoretically, the Mavericks. They, I in my scenario, the best way for the Mavericks to move forward in the playoffs would be for them to play the Thunder yeah. or the Jazz. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thunder uh, or the Jazz are the most ideal scenarios here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's the that's those Mavericks. They, they, um, I'm very excited for the Mavericks. I think, uh, speaking, speaking of the Rockets, let's segue into those. We could go into the 76ers, but let's, yeah, let's, let's, stay, let's, let's stick where we are. Let's feel, um, we're feeling good here. The Rockets are... Uh, the sixth seed overall, forty and twenty-four, is their record. Um, they are. If you pull this up here, have the eighth hardest strength of schedule after COVID. Um, they did make an addition in the offseason, adding David Nwaba uh, to a two-year deal. However, he's coming off an Achilles injury. Wasn't he, was he already on the team? They just extended him. No, they got, no. he got cut by the Nets okay. um, because after he had his Achilles injury, and now they signed him. He's getting paid nine hundred thousand this season. He's probably not coming back with an Achilles injury, so it's basically a one-year deal kind of for next season. So that doesn't really make any impact. However, the big impact or the big key things to think about when you're looking at the Rockets are rest. They're now coming off of three and a half months of no basketball. Their small ball lineup requires rest and requires their guys to be at their peak. P.J. Tucker, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, these guys are now, should be. I've seen Russell Westbrook working out and putting in full effort. You see how skinny James Harden is? James Harden's skinny. Like, I I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't either. I don't either. Like, is that going to help or hurt him? Because he uses his weight and goes... Maybe he's quicker, but he needs to be thick. Like, he uses his body to draw fouls. Right. So, maybe getting in shape, is he still going to try to use his body the same way? Maybe it's muscle? Also, I don't you know. know. Listen, listen. We've all taken photographs where we look skinnier than we actually are. True. Maybe it was just a really good photo. This is true. I don't know what he weighs. They still have... He still has a... They, 
They still have a pretty hard schedule coming in. Uh, they're going to be playing the... There we go. The Mavericks, the Pacers, the Lakers, the Bucks, the 76ers, the Blazers, the Kings, and the Spurs. Not in that order. Uh, their final five games are going to be – it's going to be kind of interesting. They play the uh, Lakers, the Sacramento Kings, the Spurs, Indiana Pacers, and the Philadelphia 76ers as the last five games. And those, in my mind, are some of the easiest and hardest games that they're going to be playing. The Lakers, that's going to be tough. 76ers on game eight, though. So the East might be locked by them, and they might not care. Yeah, so maybe Ben Simmons right. and or Joel B were taking load management. Right. We don't know. Um, but I think Philly, if Philly's in a fight for something, that's going to be a tough game for them, especially with their small ball. Indiana, the Spurs, and Sacramento, that's kind of semi-soft middle ground for their last five games. Um, but, again, it's it's going to be interesting to see James Harden come out, balling out, see if he can continue his you know super amazing scoring streaks. But I'm excited to watch them. Repping my Russell Westbrook Houston jersey right now. So I'm all for it. Ideal scenario for the Rockets is that they make it to the five seed to play the Jazz if the Jazz stay in the four seed uh, or somehow play the Mavericks. I think they match up better against the Nuggets than the Jazz. I think that they have a better chance of beating the Nuggets than the Jazz. Somehow, I feel like Russell Westbrook just has Rudy Gobert's number, though. The last two times that they played in their small ball lineup, he's just owned him on yeah. the on the, the efficiency numbers. Yeah. So, no. Maybe that's true. I'm... And Nikola Jokic is now skinny, so I don't know what that's going to do. Right. Yeah. Nikola Jokic is, don't get me wrong, absolute beast on the offensive side of the floor, but he is potentially the worst serviceable big. Like, as far as centers we take seriously, he's probably about the worst defensive center. He's getting up. Well, yeah. Right, and his offense more than makes up for it. But, and so when, especially... He's just not a clutch time player because he got tired. He was very fatigued in the late game, Mm -hmm. and that's where his his faults would come in. He couldn't shoot when he was in the late game. Not a very clutch player. Now that he's skinny, is that going to change? We'll see what happens when he's skinny. We'll see. But I... You know, if I have Russell Westbrook and James Harden going at the rim, <laughs> I want him, them going against Jokic. Some big boys, right? So, um, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm feeling good about the Rockets. I like their chances, but only time will tell. But it should be noted that we have the Rockets in a tier two, and we have the Thunder in a tier three. As in, well, Sam, Sam made the tears. So. Which, but not I, to say that's no dig on him. I'm saying, no. in my mind, that makes sense to me. The Rockets, yeah, I think, the have a better chance than the Thunder do. I agree. We've also been downing the Thunder this whole season. I, 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 I would have moved the Mavs to playoff contenders, but that's just me instead of championship contenders. But I'm not as high on the Mavs as yeah. you guys are. Yeah. On to the Sixers. Uh, you're right. I hate teams that set offensive records. <laughs> Lucas Stat. Just saying. <laughs> so Sixers, um, no real news on their front. They signed some dude named yeah, like... Ryan Brokoff. Oh, you know you don't remember Ryan Brokoff? Yeah, shut up, Sam. Sons is Tom Brokoff? I don't know. They signed him. I don't know what his role is going to be. Um, they have a one of the easier schedules. Shake Mountain? Um, no, uh, Mel- yeah, he's he's on the. 
They signed somebody who was like some of the Grizzlies. Who was it? No, Jake Melton. Alex Burks. No, they had somebody that they signed for multiple time. I don't know. Clay Robinson there. So they their eight games are Indiana, San Antonio, Washington, Orlando, Portland, Phoenix, Toronto, Houston. Uh, honestly, if they're trying five and three at worst, at like at the worst five and three. I just do not see them losing to San Antonio, Washington, Orlando, Portland, or Phoenix right now. And I think Second easiest. Indiana's probable win and Toronto and Houston are both top subs. I I think this bodes well for them. I think they're in their own driver's seat. I think this is a make or break year for the Sixers. You've you've ran back this Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons thing. It's hasn't worked out overly well. You signed Tobias Harris to a massive deal. You brought in Al Horford and it hasn't worked. What are you going to do? Weirdest fucking thing bringing Al Horford. Toby Harris, this is a defining moment for you. Uh, are you going to be part Toby of this Harris? franchise? Yeah, Toby, bro. Okay. Toby Harris. I've never heard of him calling Toby. Toby Harris, this is a defining moment for you. Are you going to be part of this trio of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid? Al Horford's literally just there to be the boss. That's it. Al, Al, so there's two things Al Horford did. Took away from the Celtics having him, and then also he shuts down Giannis. Like, we might have to play the Bucks in the playoffs. Right. Beyond that, everyone shits on him for his regular season. Like, he's not built for the regular season. You idiots. <laughs> you, you, what was it? You, uh, intellectual. I'll let you think on that. Thanks. But, um, so here's my question. Uh, while Mason's thinking, Nathan, if they do not make the Eastern Conference Finals again, you're probably trading either Embiid or Simmons. Which one? Which, wh- who's your future? I, I think you test the value of both. Ben Simmons, take him, or sorry, trade him. Trade Ben Simmons. I, trade I, ben Simmons. I, I, yeah. I keep Embiid. Okay. And the both, only reason, both have health concerns, if so a, that's kind of a level playing field on that thing. Embiid maybe a little more than Ben Simmons, but Embiid's a more dynamic player. Win now or win in the future? I that's my question. If it's win now, trade a Ben Simmons. If it's win in the future, keep Ben Simmons. Yeah. Well, you have to buy a Saris for five years, so clearly he's part of the plan. Right. Uh, so I... I think they, they did an extension on Ben Simmons, but now you'd have to trade one of them. And I think you right. could trade Ben Simmons. I think Joel Embiid has two seasons left on his contract. One season left. I, I think he's part be, of the 2021 free agency. I think it'd be easier to trade Ben Simmons. Um, ben Embiid. I think it'd be pretty easy to trade both. I agree, but I think I think you find more suitors for Embiid so, for so uh, I'm, Simmons. I'm the only one who says keep Simmons because I think if you look at if you get rid of Embiid and you start uh, building, you get a stretch five there instead. Not that Embiid's not a stretch five, but he's an average to below average shooter. Mm-hmm. And you change up your defensive scheme. Um, there's no reason that uh, Simmons can't play at a Giannis level. What's the largest differences between Simmons and Giannis? They both finished through incredibly. Simmons is a better playmaker. Giannis is a better rebounder, so I'll call that a wash between the two of them. Honestly, I think that you can, if you were to switch Simmons and Giannis, that I don't think either team's records would change by all that much. That's right? fair. That's and fair. so when you, that's the archetype of who to build a team around, where it's just like surround that player with defenders and shooters. Whereas Embiid, Dung Grom, absolutely incredible. I think Embiid has to be a second star. I don't think I don't I think it's so hard to build a team around a star center, especially one that's not a playmaker. And Sim and and means like a league average playmaker, but if you're gonna have a franchise center, it has to be someone who is your primary ball distributor like Jokic. 
So he is going to be getting paid by the Sixers, uh, Joel Embiid, that is, from now until 2023, 22-23 season, where he'll be making his max at 33 mil, 33 and a half, and then up in 29 and a half, 31 and a half, then 33 and a half. Ben Simmons, again, signed another contract extension, so I think their plan is to keep those guys for the, for the extended future. However, Ben Simmons in a point guard role, if you expect things to happen, you're going to have to maybe move him to power forward because I don't see he, him He's going to have to change his game or else the Sixers aren't going to go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Or, he's got to adapt. Or you break him up. Or you break him up. But I, I think if you make the conference finals, you're, even if you lose in the conference finals, you make the conference finals, you keep doing what you're doing. If that's you don't, that's if it. You, if you don't make the conference finals, break it up. That's got to be – if they get knocked out second round, yeah. they didn't make any progress, right. then, then right. yeah, I would Break see. it up. Blow it up! Right? Blow it up! Yeah, Ben Simmons hey. is on for the 24-25 season where he'll right. be making 38.5 mil. 38, which, which is a lot of money, don't get me wrong. But Simmons, uh, I think Embiid making 34 and 23 versus that him making 38. Damn. And what, what was the year? 20. So he goes, he's making 8 million right now, Ben Simmons. And yeah. then next year, 29, yeah. then 31, yeah. then 34. 36, 38. He got the max for sure. Getting somebody to take that max, you're going to have to be losing on that deal. Right. So, no. It's, it's no. going to be a... They're, I think they're both franchise players. I think you can get positive assets for both of them. I think teams can... I think there are teams that are one piece away from a contender that can afford a max. Yeah. Um. Here's a fun one. You, you, uh, Utah lets... Uh, Utah lets Gobert walk. And signs Embiid, right? Or like, cause you know, maybe maybe they don't sign because Gobert's gonna max next year, and I don't know if Utah's the team to give it to him. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, this is gonna be very dependent. You're gonna, you're gonna get a max now. for a defensive only center. CJ McCall or CJ McCollum and picks for Embiid. Blazers, they got Hassan Whiteside though. No, but they no, can. No. They can next year. get rid of him. One year contract. Wow. They don't no, need they, him. They traded they for him. They traded for him on an. You you contract. you would you would then trade Nurkic. Right. Yeah. So they, he's been doing pretty and well. May, and maybe Nurkic is a better fit for center in Philly. I don't know. Maybe you trade McCollum and Nurkic for Embiid. Yeah. Um. I think and that a I, second I, round pick. If you're gonna keep Simmons, I don't think Nurkic is a good fit because he has even less spacing. He has even less spacing than Embiid. But less spacing than oh yeah, spacing than But uh, honestly, there are going to be just with the way basketball is moving, there is going to be multiple, not all star, but starting quality stretch fives in the next ten draft classes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. The the, 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 the center of the future in Philly might not be in the NBA yet, or fuck it, it might be someone like a um who's a young stretch five. That isn't an all-star. Mo. What? Mo. Yeah, Mobamba could be Mobamba. Um, it could be. Bobo. Yeah, Bobo. Um, or yeah, never mind. It, it, it'd be hard to get Bobo from uh Denver though, yeah. because. I mean, he doesn't really play, but yeah. Uh, yeah. How the hell is Taco Paul sitting there shooting? Oh, he's, he can't shoot. No, well. no, no, he's a. Uh, no. Taco Paul seven six. That's his talent. He's awesome. <laughs> I love the kid. I love him. I love that he can dunk without jumping. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, uh, so that gives it up to the keep it keep it in the east. I think the Heat are the next up in the east. Yep. Los Heat. 
Very difficult. Sorry, Very difficult schedule. Denver, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Indiana, OKC, Indiana. Yeah, they will make that one easy. That's a tough one. Um, Not (coughs) a ton with this team, though, right now. Um, You know, no one is hurt, really. No one is Um, saying... I guess they have... I think they have the second hardest behind Toronto. It's it's, it's tough. All right, it's tough. But Um, uh, remaining strength of schedule. They have the hardest schedule. Um, no, so, no, you're doing by win percentage, or, uh, which win percentage is a little bit flawed because the East is easier than the West. Oh, okay. I got you. So, yeah, yeah. Well, the Heat, ESPN stat, I don't fully understand it, but it's supposed the to The Heat be. are kind of in a, a safe spot. They've got a two-game cushion on either side of them. So, even with this difficult schedule, I really don't see them falling out of the four seed because, again, I think they can probably take have these games. Phoenix, back-to-back Indiana, Oklahoma City are games they can win. Who knows? You know, they could pull out one against Toronto, Denver, maybe Milwaukee sleeping. So, I think if they go... I think, I, I think they're going to go four, 500, they're going to go 4-4, four and four, and they're going to stay right in the 4 seed. There's really not a lot of talk about the East. They also it's just, have two uh, full games, and I believe they had to head with the Pacers. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've got cushion on that. They've got right. cushion. So, I don't think they're going anywhere, and... It's just gonna be fun to watch. Also as you say, it's gonna be fun to watch game. Jimmy play TJ Warren, and that's that's about all I got on the Heat. I'm locked in, man. I right, locked so, in. So what do you, what do you think of the Heat? Um, so you know, assuming that the Heat are either gonna play the Pacers or the 76 in the first round, right? Um, I think they definitely move out with the uh, Pacers. I think the Heat beat the 76ers. I think that I in fact I think of the serious teams in the East, the Heat are the worst. Mm, probably. The Heat are the second worst matchup for the 76ers behind the Celtics. The Heat are going to beat the 76ers with shooting, and that's the only right. way. If they're not hitting, if they're coming off fatigue from right. being off, that's how they're going to get defeated. Or if Plus they just Jimmy, hammer it's in. Personal and, for Jimmy. I was going to say it's personal, or um, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons just hammering them down and uh, Bam out of bio can't handle it. I, I, that's the only way I see them beating right. the Heat. I don't see that happening. I, I would give edge to the Heat as well. Honestly, and I know he sucked in the regular season, so maybe I'm putting too much value in the past. Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala is uh, just that. Put Andre Iguodala on Ben Simmons. Ben Ben Simmons and Andre Iguodala play the same minutes. Ben Simmons comes off the floor. Andre comes off. His entire role is to guard him. Yeah. Give him the finals MVP. The, 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 the question <laughs> is, could Iguodala play that many minutes a game? Maybe not. Or fine. Uh, so Iguodala takes the wide share of the minutes. And didn't they get Jay Crowder? Court, uh, they got Jay Crowder in the trade for they Winslow, got, didn't they? They got, so they, so they got Jay they, Crowder or Jay, Bucket. Jimmy Buckets. Or, yeah. They've got some serious defensive players. So, right. um, here, let's look at the Heat's numbers. The Heat are the 12th best defense and the 6th best offense. And they also... Wow have a lot of very good defenders that they can put onto any one player. I and I love the young pieces of Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero. They're maybe a little bit too green. Derek Jones got so much shooting COVID, there. But he'll be back probably. Yeah. I I think the Heat beat the 76ers and the Pacers. They're playing with a 367 8 9 maybe 10 11 Jimmy Twelve. might cost Joel and be the job in Philadelphia. Twelve man lineup. Yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be crazy. They're, the Heat, I think, are a. I think there's. Heat are, I think, the second most likely team in the East to win a championship. 
Um, you would put them above the Raptors or the Celtics? Both. You said top two, right? Yeah. So Bucks. Oh shit. Well, okay. You just you just forget about the house <laughs> record. In I kind of forgot about them for a second. Where we were not them. But... Um, I I wasn't thinking about the Celtics. Maybe the Celtics. I think the Heat or Celtics are a toss up. Yeah, it's they're, gonna come they're, down to the they're, they're, they're a yeah. similar style where yeah. they've got a lot of smaller shooter players. You know, you're gonna have Bam will go kind of head to head with Tice, and then everyone else is. I think smaller. Bam is. Oh, I think Bam made a lot of growth this year. I think Bam is a MIP player contender. Yeah. In a top ten starting center. Top ten starting center. Okay, top yeah, yeah, center. I can see that. So if he improves his range next year too, for yeah. sure. He's a fit Nikola Jokic. Yeah, and uh, he's a better defender than wait Jokic. Okay, I, I was thinking uh, for whatever reason when he said that I heard Vucevic, but, uh, but yeah, how can I mix those two up? But <laughs> um, he's less of a playmaker than Jokic, but he's right, a, he is a much better defender. Exactly. Yep. That's where he, you know, who's going to be stationary to pass the ball around or who's going to be active to, to yep. be a better defender. To me, he's a more fit Nikola Jokic. So, I'd like to see a Bam Adebayo performance by Nikola Jokic in the Nuggets to yep. be, you know, to get them to where they want to go in the playoffs. Don't, don't skip ahead. Well, skip ahead. I mean, what I'm saying. it's the next team, so. All right, fine. Let's skip ahead. Nuggets, go. Denver Nuggets, it's me. Um, so, Jokic tested positive in, um, Serbia. That was six days ago, so again, he'll probably be clear of it by the time the bubble starts. Uh, Coach Malone, the Nuggets coach, also had it, had coronavirus, but it was, wasn't informed of it until months later, so that's not really a big issue. Their record at, before COVID was 43-22. and 22. They are the three seed behind the Clippers by about to one and a half games. Ninth best offense, 13th best defense, and weirdly, 29th in pace, the second slowest team in the NBA. Doesn't surprise Doesn't, me. Yeah, um, Jogic got fit. Who knows? Maybe that speeds up the pace. Their schedule is Miami, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Portland, Utah, LA, or Los Angeles, the Lakers, and Clippers, Toronto. Uh, Miami, OKC, Utah, both LA teams, Toronto. That's six tough games. Fourth hardest schedule. It's uh, not by my metric. It's not a walk Sam. in the park. I don't see them going up to two unless the Clippers are gonna bottom out. I think their three is the highest they're gonna get. It's gonna be a tough one for them to move anywhere. If they are able to, that's gonna require some load management by the Clippers and some serious magic from the Nuggets. By my metric, they're the third hardest schedule. Okay. So basically, it's yeah. bad or worse for them on right. there on moving anywhere. So we'll see what they've got. But also, I think there's enough separation between them and the Jazz. Uh, do you know? Does anyone know who has the head-to-head between them and the Jazz? Um, I'm gonna. Re- regardless, they're they're up two games. Um, the Jazz also have a very uh, an average to slightly above average schedule. So the Jazz might be able to cover it, but realistically... They beat the Jazz last on February 5th, 98-95. And they they beat the Jazz again on the, the 30th of January at 106-100. So they're 2-0. Then going back even further, that... The Jazz has not beaten the Nuggets this year. They've only yeah. twice. So that's it. So, yeah, so, so they have a two-game cushion with the head-to-head. Right. And so I, I think that going around... I'm excited about the Jazz. I think they might do really well, but I don't think they can make up the ground 
the third seed, which is fine. Nuggets are almost a Nuggets lock for the three seed. Hell, pretty Nuggets, low chance to beat up. To, to Nuggets are only a game and a half behind the Clips. Right, but then the, the Clippers have a pretty easy schedule, so yeah. Yeah. it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah. So that means, okay, looking at that, I just want to see real quick who they would be potentially playing. It's either going to be the Rockets, the Thunder, or the Mavericks potentially. Right. So that's kind of interesting to see. Who would you most like, of those teams, who would you most like to see the Nuggets play? The Nuggets? Thunder. You'd like to see them see play the Thunder? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that part of that is a fan. I like the Nuggets better than I like the Thunder. I think the Nuggets can beat the Thunder. Of, of the teams, Nuggets, Rockets, Mavs, Thunder, Thunder is the team I'd like to see go first. Okay. I would like to see them play the Jazz. I like the matchup between Rudy Gobert and Nikola Jokic. I think Jazz is off the table. Oh, I'm sorry. Why, why did, I'm sorry. Um, the the Mavericks. I oh, like no, the matchup between Kristaps Porzingis and Nikola Jokic. I think it means that Nikola is going to have to be more uh, mobile and maybe will be with this thinner state. But I think that'll be fun to see. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll we'll have to see first game back how. Jokic looks. I mean, we're you know we say that we're gonna say that for every player. You know what kind of shape right. they in, but but also him being thin doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean he doesn't mean he doesn't have any lateral sick. quickness. Mm, that's it true. might mean he lost a lot of muscle mass. Be true as well. I don't, it's it's all speculation. We saw one picture of him looking thin on the internet. This is true. Could so be we the basically angle. know how it's gonna play out. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. All right. So after the Nuggets, we're moving on into the. Last team uh well actually no, sorry, we still have the Celtics. The Celtics the Celtics, Raptors, and Jazz. Forgot about the yeah, you just forgot oh, about um, the Jazz. Oh, let's go to the Jazz. Sorry. Okay. So the Jazz, um the Jazz were forty one and twenty three, which gets them the four seed. They are two full games against the Nuggets, because as we just discussed, don't have the tie break. And they are also a full only one game up on the Thunder, so the Thunder are in striking range. Although I think the Jazz have a relatively easy schedule going. Uh, Pelicans, Thunder, Lakers, Na- Grizzlies, Spurs, Nuggets, Mavs, Spurs. I'm the ninth in, easiest in my right. In, in, in that, I called them five and three with loss against the Lakers, Nuggets, and Mavs. Um, Their challenge is going to be team chemistry. Um, especially uh, the big thing that Jazz is going up against is no Bojan Bogdanovic. Yes, he opted he, yep. into having season-ending shoulder surgery, which that's a lot of scoring that's gone. However, that opens up uh, Joe Ingles and Royce O'Neal to fill that role. And even though Bojan's definitely the best scorer of them, I think that both of them are solid scorers and very positive defenders and changes back to more of a Quinn Snyder-type season and will pick up a lot of slack on Mike Conley, who is a slightly negative defender. Um... It, I think the Jazz are a really interesting team, but they're very matchup dependent. They're playing the Thunder early on. I like them against the Thunder, um, especially because I like I like the Thunder against the Jazz though, which I think that's gonna be a fun. I hope it happens so yeah. we get to see how it plays out. But in the head-to-head matchups, um, let me see how that went. The the big thing about the uh, the big thing why I think the Jazz are set to do well against the Thunder is the Thunder don't have a stretch five, which means Rudy Gobert can play how he likes to play. He doesn't have to leave the paint. But he's the one who plays up against Russell Westbrook, who loves going in the paint anyway, and he's the one who has been given but, issues well, because of speed. Well, just basically well, speed. You're, you're saying because Oh, I'm speed. sorry. I'm thinking against 
we were talking we're about talking the about Jazz the against the Thunder. Okay, you're and right. So, yep, yep, yep. Uh, but and whereas the other team that they might go up against is the Rockets, which means he's going to be playing against uh, Robert Covington, which means he has to leave the paint. Rudy Gobert is most effective when he can stay in the paint against a non-stretch five, and so I like a matchup of Stephen Adams Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. The Rockets have beaten them at least two out of three times. The OKC Thunder, however, are they beat the Jazz one four to ninety. So they the beat them pretty Jazz, early in the season, though. They're one and one. Yeah, one hundred and ninety-five and one hundred and four to ninety. So it's gonna be. Uh, yeah. Uh, who would you rather see him? Uh, who would you rather see as if you're a Jazz fan? Who do you want to see? The Thunder or the Rockets? As a Jazz fan, I'd want the Rockets. Uh, or as a Jazz fan, I want the Thunder. As an NBA fan, I might want the Rockets because the Jazz and Rockets hate each other. Yes. Yeah. And that's just fucking. Well, I don't. Bad. I don't even know if it's so much Jazz and Thunder as is Jazz and Westbrook. And oh, James Harden and uh, James Harden. Yeah. But Houston hates Utah because uh, Utah ran them out of the playoff series two years ago. Yep. And, and the Jazz has ran Westbrook out of the playoffs two years in a row. Right. 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 Also so. true. The Jazz are, uh, I don't think they are a championship team, but they're a sneaky good, maybe even Western Conference Finals team. They'll spoil. They'll spoil. I, yeah. I, I think without uh, without Bo, without Bogdanovich, they don't have a chance of making the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. No. I but, think you're just giving up too much scoring. Maybe. And it's a scores league. Maybe. So, that, that's I think Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles are no slouches on scoring, and they have been playing. Royce well. O'Neal's an X-Factor. Joe Ingles definitely has to be hitting it, and his defense well, he, cannot well, be Well, Joe Ingles has been garbage. Gotta be, yeah, he's and gotta be hitting, so far, and his defense has season. gotta stay up. Yeah. We'll see. The Jazz have a very middle of the road. I have them as the one, two, three, four, six, seven, five. Tenth easiest, I think you said you had a ninth. Yeah, ninth yeah. easiest. So. You know, middle of the road strength schedule. I I think they stay as the four seed. I'm curious to see what five seed rises to play them. Yes, right, uh, that's gonna be interesting. The Boston Celtics. Sally's baby, those Celtics. They are uh, the three seed uh, prior to COVID at 43 and 21. Uh, they are three games back of the two seed, so they are a, a potential could rise to the two seed. Uh, and that's going to be one of the most interesting things to watch because they also have uh, a slightly easier strength of schedule. Uh, uh, they're tied for the fifth easiest on my metric uh, with the Clippers. And so that's that's one thing that's going to be fun to see. They're In my metric, they're tied for fifth easiest. Yeah. The, what about yours? Uh, in mine, they are – sorry, I misunderstand. I was like, but they're east. Uh, they are the third – I have the Clippers as the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, ninth. Interesting. So they are playing the Nets in order. The Nets, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Heat, the Bucks, the Magic, the Portland Trailblazers, and then the Raptors and, and the, uh, the Wizards. Do you, do you want the order? Yeah, give me the order. Bucks, Blazers, Five and Heat. three-ish. Hang on, hang on. Five and three. Slower? Bucks, Blazers, Heat. Nets, Raptors, Magic, Grizzlies, Wizards. They have an easier end of the season. Yeah. Five and three, four and four, I'd say. Yeah. But maybe six so, and two. So can they make up three games on the Raptors? I don't no. think so. Well, the Raptors have the hardest or second hardest by your metric, yeah. whatever metric you're looking yeah. at. Schedule. Yeah, but that's three and a half games. Three. Just three. Uh, just, it's still three. Well, who is the head to head? Hang on. 
that's one I would. There's not going to be no play games for that, which is fine. But I would definitely love to see. Um, Honestly, it's just when you want to play the Milwaukee. The Raptors. Finals are. The Celtics games. have won two of the three times they've played. So if they can get, if they can cover three games and are tied, but you know when you look at the Celtics schedule, the Celtics will. Win. And I think um, I think Celtics the, 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 the Celtics, the Bucks are is a very losable game. The Heat's a very losable game, and the Raptors are a very losable game. Five so and there's, three. Yeah, I think five and three. Five is and right. three, six and two at best, yeah. probably. Yeah. I, let us not. They're good enough to go eight now. That's what the I'm Celtics thinking. are good enough to go eight now. Yeah. Will they? I don't think so. But. Well, also let's look at the standings. Um, where if in the East they are playing either the if they get up to two they're playing the Nets if they stay at the three they're playing the Sixers yeah but that can all change too that's the, that's the thing or the Pacers the Sixers or the Pacers but the Nets aren't getting to the six I I, mean, I really really the really, they, really they're looking at it is when do we want to possibly have to play the Bucks right. that's fair and for them honestly I try to get to the two who's the, Raptors, play the Bucks as late as possible who's the Raptors biggest contender against the the championship. The Raptors. The Raptors' the biggest. Uh, I'm sorry. The sorry. Who are the Celtics' biggest obstacle to the Bucks? The Bucks. The Bucks. Everyone, everyone in the East's biggest obstacle is the Bucks. I I, I Fine. think after I, the Bucks, who is their biggest obstacle? The Celtics Six. specifically. I think the Heat. The Heat. Yeah. I think the Celtics are a better team than the Raptors. You know the record says so. I think the Celtics. Are I better also team. think the Raptors are built to beat the Celtics better. I think just the way their teams are. The the Raptors have a deeper bench. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which deeper bench matters less in the playoffs. I disagree. Because you could in, in playoffs you shorten your rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. It but helps if you have the ability to but, have a deeper bench. Right. So I guess having like that's a, how they won last year. Was right, they had I, 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 I guess having a nine man rotation versus an eight man rotation is an advantage. But I mean, I think that the Celtics. I think the Celtics are built to play very well against any team that doesn't have an all-star five. And so I think the Celtics should be worried about the Sixers. But with their small ball lineup, I think that they can handle Mark Gasol or Serge Ibaka, right? Put Tice or um, who else? Ennis Cantor out there. The thing about Mark Gasol is he's a great – he can get you a bucket, but he's also pretty good passing. He's, he's a great playmaking five, um, he, but he's past his prime. He can't, get, he can't get the minutes you want. And he will get beat on rebounds. Fair. That's fair. That does. I think that's a good segue from I had the Celtics and the Raptors, so we're going from three to two. Okay. Um, uh, we've basically been saying the same stuff about you know each team. The Raptors, just to give you a play-by-play, are 46 and 18 at the prior COVID. Uh, two seed in the East. They are. It's unlikely that they will catch the Bucks at the one seed. They're six and a half games back. Um, that would be pretty crazy. But if I'm the Raptors, I am trying to make sure I don't lose out to the Celtics because I would much rather play the uh, Nets or the Magic yeah. than I would the 76ers Agreed. or you know maybe the Pacers. But it's it's to me they have a hard schedule coming up. They've got a pretty deep team and everybody's got to be coming back healthy. Norman Powell's coming back and prior to COVID. He will, and his injury actually. He was the Eastern Conference Player of the Month, so he's actually a pretty good, you know, uh, dark horse hideaway 
not going to be a six man of the year at all by any chance. But they're also one of the longest. Milwaukee's probably the longest team, but they're one of the longest teams. So you take Kyle. If you just don't think about Freddie or Kyle, yeah, like everyone on that team is just. It's like they built a basketball player in the lab. Look at Pascal Siakam. Look at uh, Chris Boucher. Boucher. Oh my God! Like every single one of them, just like yeah. What if we just like didn't put any weight on this guy? So he was fast, but we made him incredibly long. Um, <laughs> and so I think that. You know, because of that, they can beat a lot of teams. I worry about them. I worry about their team speed. And let me look at their pace. But I think they can get beat by smaller teams. Because uh, by the smaller Raptors? spacer teams, uh, better spacing teams. Uh, not that they can't shoot, but it's one of those things where, let's say Boston, Boston can put uh, Boston can put Grant Williams at the five and run five out, right? Fair. And that means you have no rim protection, and so you can let. Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown get a free run at the rim because your five has to wait on the three-point line, right? Something we can't discount on the Raptors is they have a coach of the year candidate in Nick Nurse. Yeah, and Nick. his ability to take some very niche defensive schemes and make those effective Absolutely. is completely, like, it's a wild card. And, and I think that beats a lot of teams the East, but if we're talking about teams that can beat them, you're also talking about former coaches of the year, Brad Stevens and Pat Riley. Fair. And uh, Bud Budenhauser. All right. The four top teams in the East are all former coaches of the year. This is true, but they are also – they're not the new coach of the year. They've all yeah. had their, their schemes yeah. kind of Absolutely. seen and played out and whatnot. But as the Raptor, if I'm a Raptors fan, I'm feeling pretty good about our chances uh, to stay in the two – well, sorry. If I'm the Raptors fan, I'm feeling concerned about the Celtics coming in to take our two seed. However, in regards to the whole playoff experience, I think that they have one of the better options to beat the Bucks if they come up against them. They are the second-best defense, but the 14th-rated offense. Exactly. And that's with having so many injured players this year in Marcus Gasol, in uh, Dwight Powell, or not Dwight Powell, um, uh, Powell, Powell, Norman Powell. In Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet, how many, and Kyle Lowry. How, how, how much did uh, Siakam miss? It was like a month and a half. It was it was a significant amount. It yeah. was definitely a couple. Uh, yeah. Kyle, Kyle Lowry was probably about three weeks. Uh, Freddie was not. Freddie was. Long. Uh, Freddie was a bit. Freddie was really? a bit. Um, but then they also had um, at the same time Pascal <laughs> Siakam, um, Sergi Ibaka. No, wasn't Sergi. It was Marcus Sol. And some other player, I forget who else, was also at all at the same time. And they still continue to get dubs. Yeah. So just having that ability to call on the next person to come up. They're, they're a good team that I think. They're a good team that I think can beat anyone in these, except for maybe the Bucks. But I, I, I take that back. I think they can beat anyone in the East. I think the Raptors could beat the Bucks. But when I look at teams in the East who could beat them, it's the Bucks, Celtics, Heat. Those are the big three right there. Yeah. And whereas. Bucks. I think there's more teams that can beat the Bucks than there are teams that can beat the Raptors. That's because people can scheme against them. You had 76ers to the Bucks. Same same teams that can beat the Raptors, plus the Raptors can beat the Bucks, plus the 76ers. I'm going to Raptors over over the 76ers. Yeah, and I need a Sunday. Agreed. I think the Raptors beat the 76ers. If the 76ers don't have to go through the Raptors, though, the Raptors could or the 76ers could beat the Bucks. They did it on Christmas Day. Yeah, they did. They also hit an unprecedented amount of threes that game, yeah. which they never do. Right. 
But also, do you think that if you have a playoff matchup coming up against threes, you're going to spend the entire week running shooting drills? One would hope, but also look at Ben Simmons shooting foul shots. Right. Or free throws, I should say. It just doesn't. Right. Yep. It has not happened. Yep. So Shall we move on to the final tier? Let's do it. Championship it. favorites. Lakers, Bucks, Clippers, whoever the Clippers? took the Clippers, you right. are first. The Clippers run in order. Lakers, Pelicans, Suns, Mavs, Blazers, Nuggets, Thunder. I have them going 7-1. I think they're losing to either the Lakers or the Nuggets, but not both. Wow. Wow. They do have a funny, easy schedule compared to everybody else. Right. Now, but, the Lakers have a five-and-a-half game lead, so if the Lakers win three games out of their eight, they've secured right. the ones. Exactly. That's all, and that might be all the Lakers are looking at, right. just win three they games. Might, they might win three and bench the starters. Exactly. And but, the same thing I was going to make for the Bucks. Bucks have six games, win two. Listen, if the, if the Lakers win three, they might run the mean lineup. I know we're going to get to Lakers in a second, but they might run the mean lineup of Rondo, Caruso, Dion. Uh, Jared Smith, the meme lineup. Dion, and JaVale. I forgot they had Dion uh-huh. players. What's the meme lineup? Who, who JR, Dion, JaVale, Rondo, LeBron. No, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. But what I'm saying is they'll run the meme lineup without LeBron, which is you add Caruso to it. Okay. Right. I totally forgot Dion Waiters signed for the Lakers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I mean, that's a wild but, card. Um, but the Clippers... The Clippers, I have them going 7-1. 7-1, yeah, which is not... They were 44-20 and 20 coming in for second in the West. I think they'll finish second in the West. I think that ultimately it's going to come down to. Um, so when you look at who do you have them losing against? Um, I have them losing to either the Lakers or the Nuggets, but not both. Yeah. Yeah. I think they beat the Nuggets. I think the Lakers is going to be a toss-up depending on how much effort they're putting forth. That's the first game, so I see the Lakers putting up a big effort. Also, the Nuggets are their seventh game. Exactly. Which means if they beat the Lakers, there's uh, by then it'll be decided. Yeah. Just like, all right, we're washed. Um, so right now they're projected to play the Mavericks. Things are might change. Maybe they play the Rockets or, yeah, pretty much at this point it looks like they're going to play the Mavericks, Rockets, or Thunder. Um, if I'm the Clippers, I want to play the Rockets. I think the Clippers are a team built to beat the Rockets. Uh, maybe not built specifically to, but I think – the Rockets match up incredibly poor against the Clippers. Yeah, just their front, all, their all front that court perimeter is... defense. Wait, all that perimeter defense. And, I, you know, I think a weakness that the Clippers have that they might run into when they play a team like the Lakers with Anthony Davis is they don't have a lot of paint defense. But all that perimeter defense they have on that team against the uh, Lakers small ball. And then also they're a pretty good rebounding team as well. Uh, let me pull up the Clippers stats real quick. Um, They've got some crazy lineups that haven't even been fully flushed out yet, and they're already proven right. to be stupid good in right. plus minus. So it's it's going to be really interesting to see what they're going to throw out there, uh, depending on who they're playing that the game. The Clippers are the fifth de- fifth ranked defense and the third ranked offense. It's that's such stupid good historically good team. Also, just those numbers are based on Kawhi and Paul George not really playing that much right. together. They do. They have played a significant amount together, and they have meshed well. Right. But most most of the time, it's one of the others playing. Right. Maybe not. Sometimes not even both. Like it's, they're they're a good scary team. I, I, if the Lakers make the Western Conference Finals, I have them losing to the Lakers in the finals. But if they don't, I have them winning the championships because I have them beating the Bucks. And the difference is AD. experience. Ad. 
Oh, okay. Whereas I think eighties, eighties, they're the same height, but eighty has more mass than Giannis, mm-hmm. and I think that matters. I think eighty can body in the paint, whereas I think Giannis going around incredibly strong. I think Giannis can put up good stats, but I think they have an easier time shot. You can put Kawhi on Giannis. I don't know. You can put Kawhi on eighty. Eighty's got more mid-range right. and step-out ability than Giannis does. Especially that, AD's got that turnaround that he can hit. I'm still thinking the Clippers at this point. I'm trying to figure out who they have to answer uh, to AD and or Giannis. Right. Because Giannis... They're big. Ma- Montrez Harrell's too small. Right. He's and Zubac's too slow. Big. Do you right. have to put Kawhi Leonard on... Um, can you put Paul George on Giannis? I think when you play the Bucks, you had to put Kawhi on Giannis. Maybe Paul George, but Kawhi on Giannis is proven. George is a little bigger too. I mean, you might be able to get away with it. Right. But but then you because you'll you'll put then you'll you hide you'll hide Zubox or Zubac or also Jordan's a fantastic player defender. So you put or so you put on Jordan, Lopez. Uh, you put Paul George on uh, Middleton. Middleton. And then have like Harrell or Zubac on Lopez. Yeah. Which that's the thing about perfect. the Bucks. When we get to them, it's gonna be no just, five. They're Not no five, but no, their five is much less max factor. Yeah, and they're. I think they're. That's the reason why I would give MVP to LeBron over Giannis is because they're a good team without Giannis and an even better team with him. The Lakers not so much without LeBron, but that my my point is how good of a team the Bucks are without their key player. If you can be that kind of a team, you are going to be like the, the the Raptors last year and be able to go deep. And that's that's gonna be the thing that teams have to scheme for. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Clippers, we done with the Clippers. Everyone's got, yeah. you know, everyone kind of knows what they're gonna be doing. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna move on to the. Let's go to the Lakers next because I think they're not as proven as the the last team we'll talk about. Um, the Lakers the are 49 <laughs> and 14, number one seed in the West. They are up five and a half games from the Clippers. Uh, their strength of schedule is somewhat harder uh, than than most. It's the and by my metric. I haven't been the hardest. I've got them at the third hardest, um, but still they're going to be playing teams like. You want, you want the order? Yes, please. Uh, Clippers, Raptors, Jazz, Thunder, Rockets, Pacers, Nuggets. Kings. So Kings, which is their blow-off, is their eighth game, which might not matter. So, but but think, but if you're thinking as the Lakers, you gotta win three. They're gonna come out swinging. In Jazz, that first game. Kings, and who were the last? There was one more at the Thunder, bottom. Thunder, Pacers, Rockets. Pacers. Both games. Yeah. Pacers or Lakers. somehow the Rockets as well because Lake, they have Lakers. A Lakers. 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 Gotta win three. That's all they're looking for. Right. Gotta win three. Win uh, three. Hell, even win two. And the. Bucks don't, or and the Clippers don't sweep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So as soon as the as soon as the Clippers win one, it's win two. Clippers uh, lose two, win one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, for the Lakers, they've got some other key storylines going on with them. Avery Bradley, big blow, is not going to be joining them in Orlando. His family, uh, he's got some legitimate reasons not to be going to Orlando. Uh, for some health concerns and whatnot, he's, so he's got some some respiratory issues. So catching COVID, he, his son can't come in the bubble, and he doesn't want to miss his son for two months. Right. So definitely don't blame him on that one. The uh, people that they brought in, J.R. Smith, 
Um, and especially at the end of the season, Markeith Morris, Dion Waiters, those, those additions, those shooters and heavy defensive specialists in Markeith Morris, those are going to be some really key players that they're going to be looking to if they start to play those in the deep playoff uh, hopes of the Clippers as or as maybe the Nuggets. Boyd, I think the most important player in the Avery Bradley void, though, is Alex Caruso. Because don't get me wrong, Jared Smith's going to be some instant offense, but that's not what Avery Bradley was on the he team. He was there for defense. He, defense. Was, he was there to shut down point guards. So now, let's say you go, you have a playoff matchup against the Rockets or fuck it, maybe the Blazers or any team where their point guard is their uh, star. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Caruso locked right. the fuck up. Right. It, it used to be Avery Bradley, and now Alex Caruso is your guy. And Alex Crusoe, I don't think it's quite as good a defender, but Alex Crusoe provides a lot more offense than Avery Bradley. They're the same percentage three-point shooter, and Alex Crusoe at the rim gets up. I'm hoping that this extra pressure on college Alex Crusoe doesn't um, doesn't impact him negatively. I think he's got great. He, he's one of those players. He's I'm not, not going go to go. I'm not going to go down this road, but he's somebody who I identify with because they get doubted a lot, and that's where they succeed. That's, that's where they identify with. Yes, okay. because that there's so many people who don't think that they're going to do okay, and then that's where they succeed because they you, you overlook them, and that's the, the kind of that's the position you want to be in. That's why Dayton, as a basketball program, succeeded well in the NCAA in the past couple of years, and then as they started to become more recognizable, people started preparing for them more and more. It, you see it all over the place. People, if you're an underdog, that's a, not a bad position to be in because you've got nothing to lose, everything to win. So go ahead, go out there. Alex Caruso... Do your thing. Don't listen to pressure. Just freaking ball out, buddy. I'm, I'm feeling it. Um, Lakers. Oh, yeah. Every The whole Lakers team is tuned in right now. I'm, I'm feeling it. But Lakers got a pretty tough schedule. Win a couple games. Move on to the playoffs. Yep. It's going to be great. Well, I've got I've got the final team, the Bucks. Very similar situation. They're six and a half games up. So, again, you're looking. Woo! Just, just win two. Win two, and you're fine. Um, schedule-wise, um, your two games are in there. You play Boston, Houston, Brooklyn, Miami, Dallas, Toronto, Washington, and Memphis. You got, I think, I think, four solid chances at that Nets. two games, and that's Nets, Dallas, Dallas. Washington, and Memphis. So I think Dallas is going to be a little bit low-key, not gonna, as easy, because they yeah, have Kristaps and Maxi Kleba. They'll, they'll, they'll get, they're going to get their two games, that's all they need, um, Possible questions on whether George Hill plays. He made a statement saying he's not even thinking about basketball right now. So that'd be a big blow to them, especially with how well he shot the three-point ball this season. And he is there. He runs their offense when um, Bledsoe is out. Compound that with Bledsoe's struggles in the playoffs the last couple of years. I think George Hill and George Sills, how well he played last year in the playoffs, I really think George Hill's key. So if he does not play, that's going to be a big blow for them. Again, that is nothing set in stone, just something he mentioned when the NBA approved a return-to-play um, idea and whatnot. So, you know, Bucks went to, you're fine. I think we've kind of talked about their matchups with everyone as we've gone through the East. Right. And we kind of touched, the on, touched on them with the Lakers and the um, – and the Clippers, and realistically, I think, I think this whole thing, no matter what your matchups are, comes down to two things. Real simple two things. How well do you shoot the three ball? And whose stars have COVID and whose don't? 
That and I think that's the biggest factor. What if if Giannis gets COVID, Bucks out the window. I'm sorry, I, I don't think the Bucks can well, win at what championship. Point? At yeah. what point? In what playoffs or in bubble contention? In in, play, in, in let's say playoff teams, because bubble contention is going to be over in two weeks. Right? Two weeks. So, so beginning you get the COVID, but they're fine by then. the end of it. Yeah. You're good to but go. But I'm talking more like like playoffs. Like we're in. These are seven game series too, which can sometimes last two and a half weeks. Yes, but once one person on that team gets it, the chances of someone yeah. else on that team getting it, though? You had Steph Curry out pretty for high. multiple weeks last season uh, when they were at Golden State and they had enough people to carry him on through. The Bucks have been able to load manage Giannis yes. basically out of a starting role. But when Steph they Curry's him. orthopedic injuries also can't be I, unknowingly transferred on to someone else. I, I, COVID I'm also really interested to see how well this bubble works. That's where, yeah. Theoretically, when you look at all the safety precautions, from what I understand about COVID, once you're in and everyone who's in is test is tested and whatnot, and if everyone follows the protocols, no one's getting. But as we touched last time, following all the protocols is going to be tough. Right. So these guys are going to be here for quite for two months, right? Right. Yeah. But I mean, you, the the way it's set up, where I think the players can have as much contact with themselves with each other and the families once they're in. As they want. The lead-up is going to be very important. You've got the bubble, and once everybody's okay inside the bubble, it's fine. But leading up to the bubble, let's say the very first day before you – or sorry, the very last day before you go in to the bubble, you you meet somebody who has COVID, and you contract the virus. You then have an incubation period, and then a two-week period on that. If you're asymptomatic, and then they – well, they'll test you when you go in. So by that point, you – even though you've been asymptomatic, you get tested – It'll still show a positive, and at that point, it's like, okay, are you a family of a player, and does that player have it now? Has that player been in contact with his teammates since he, since they were? It's it's a very quick. I think if a case gets into the bubble, it could very quickly end the entire thing because that could just run straight through this bubble like so, nothing. So nobody gets in without two negative tests, right? You have to have two negative tests to be in the bubble. Then once you're in the bubble. They're gonna have a lot of players are gonna be wearing monitoring devices to try voluntary, to catch it. Voluntary, yeah, voluntary, but to try to catch it as early as possible. And um, if a player comes up positive, any player that's been deemed in proximity will also be tested. That player will be isolated, and they they'll be in the room for be, at least it, two weeks. It will be at least two weeks, and until two negative, te- two consecutive negative tests. Yeah. So again, I mean, theoretically, if everyone goes in, fine. Yeah. It's, and everyone follows the rules, it should be okay. If you're an NBA player and you're looking to remain healthy through this entire situation, have your health, your family remain healthy through the entire situation, I would be isolating two weeks prior to me even entering the bubble. Oh, they are. All of them are. That's required. That's required? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that, you know, even before then, they're, they're trying to take those extra precautions and, you know, things happen. But guys like... It's like with pox parties. You know, people used to have those those uh, you know, meetings or parties where people would come in with the infection to get, like, spread shit around. What are you talking about? You haven't heard of pox parties? What? With chicken pox? So there were kids who would get chicken pox, and then their parents would be like, okay, well, I want my kid to have chicken pox early so they don't have it when it's more serious and they're older. They would bring their kid over to a kid who had pox and give him chicken pox. That's why you give him a vaccine. That was a thing. That's what a, a, what, guess what a vaccine is. Part of the virus. Exactly. Good. 
You're just doing vaccine in a dangerous way, essentially. Yeah, herd immunity. That whole deal. But, yeah. Well, you never heard of that? No. Yeah, man. This okay, is crazy shit. It. <laughs> have you ever had a chicken box? No. I don't know. I have. Okay. No. I got it the real way, the normal I, way. I, I got a vaccine. Yeah, a pox party, apparently. Yeah, bro. <laughs> well, I didn't get invited to that birthday party in grade awesome. school. <laughs> well, you didn't get a lot of, invited to a lot of birthday parties, right, Nate? That's probably true. <laughs> I, I probably, it's probably too traumatic to probably put that out of my mind. All right. Anybody got any worth mentioning? Uh, not, again, it's not a lot's happened, so. The, uh, I guess Vince Carter. Vince yeah. Carter retired. Hung up the Love shoes. You, man. I've, I've got three worth mentioning specifically about Vince Carter. Vince Carter was the last remaining player in the NBA to be featured in an N64 video game. Vince, Cor- Vince Carter was the last remaining NBA player to be coached by Dean, Hall of Fame coach Dean Smith of North Carolina, who coached also Michael Jordan, um, several others that I could have told you before the podcast when I started drinking. Worthy, thank you. Um, and... Uh, Vince Carter is has also played with 37% of all NBA players ever. Of or played time. with or against ever. Of if, if you were to take if you were to list off anyone who's ever played in the NBA, Vince Carter has played with or against 37% of them. That's a lot. A lot. Um, the NBA will be letting players replace their last name on the jersey with a statement about social justice. Is that confirmed? Justice. I heard that that was rumored. Uh, that was confirmed by Shams on okay. uh, two days ago. Okay. Um, the so there are some uh, there's some rumors speculating on the eight teams that were not invited to Orlando are pushing to get their own site to play televised games. How are they going to get televised games when they're not even televising half of these bubble games? League Pass. They're pushing for it. That doesn't mean they're going to get it. They're like, well, hey, we well, want... Or even, like, let's say the Cavs get it, right? They're not going to be national televised, but they'll be on Sports Time Ohio. Or Fox Sports Ohio, they I guess. They might. Yeah, they might. Right? They, they, they might get local coverage. Um, let's see here. Malcolm Brogman tested positive for coronavirus. Yeah. He'll eventually, hopefully, be back. Um, um so, uh, the league tested all, was it, 322 players who were going to go in the bubble, and 16 tested positive. That came up to about 5% of, um, people have, have, or have had coronavirus, um, the national average for America is 6.5%, so it's below average. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. NBA, NBA did a good job. OKC signed uh, Laguna's Dort to a multi-year deal. I saw him play in college. Laguna's Dort? Yeah. It's a fun name, isn't he it? He played for Arizona State. I saw him at. I saw him play live at the first four at University of Dayton. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, he was awesome. He's, he's good. <laughs> Tyler Zeller signed a deal with the San Antonio Spurs. That's fun. Um, Jordan Bell signed to a two-year year with the Cavs, and the Cavs also took uh, Dean Smith from a two-way contract to a full-on two-year contract. Man, Dean Smith or Dean how Wade? Dean Wade. many centers do the Cavs need? Nance Thompson, Dean Smith, Bell, Bell Drummond, Zizic. Why? Why do the Cavs have so many centers? Um, Larry Nance is more of a power forward. He can. He's got somewhat of an outside shot, but and frankly, so should be Kevin Love. But Put him to the five because. Oh my God! I didn't think of Kevin Love. Good Lord. 
unload some people. <laughs> it's coming. Zizz are just gone. John Wall's trying to get Boogie Cousins onto the Wizards. Well, Bledsoe's not far behind then. Yeah. I'm going to recreate that. That'd be fun. That Kentucky team. Early 2012, maybe? No, early. I think it's like 08. Um, other than that, I'm pretty much... That's about what I've got. I got pretty nothing. much out. Yeah. Well, y'all, this has been a long podcast. I hope you stayed with us till the end, but we're very excited to see and NBA come back. Fuck you. Fair. Uh, come back about one month from now on my birthday, July 30th. Mark your calendars. Get Mason a gift. You know, I think also I'm NBA's just coming be back. Side time. note. So here we go. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Peace.